Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, we took a quick break last week and gave you guys a sit-down interview with the main man himself, Larry Legend. It was a good time, and you guys had a good time listening to it, but the boys are back. We've got Wrestle Kingdom discussion. We've got all kinds of wrestling tag team action, and of course, our main event of the evening, Phase 4 of Marvel's MCU kicks off tonight, officially. Is it a movie? No, it's not. We're doing things a little different on the MCU, and we're doing things different here on our city's Uncensored Mind. Buckle up. Welcome to our series on Friends of Mind, and now your host, AJ O'Seeley. How the hell is anybody out here? These are your boys, the main man, the guy soul brothers, and exactly, specifically, data proven, the exact same mother. We are your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Orsini. Of course, we're back again in the saddle with Brother Dave. He's back in the house with me. Uh, you took a break last week, bro. Yeah, I was about to. I was starting to feel like you guys forgot about me. No, no, we forgot about you just for a few minutes. It oh, just, okay. It just lasted, but you, but you it just, did forget. Yeah, no. let's not, let's lay let's, let's not bury the lead on this. Okay, yes, let's <laughs> truth serum in the neck. No, we were just like I said before. This was a, a, an absolutely freak occurrence um, with Larry Legend moving forward. Uh, you will be a part of the interview, so I hope you've studied oh. some journalism books and. Uh, you you uh, channel your inner Bill Riley, uh, Bill O'Reilly, I should say, and get get your journalism skills together because you're going to be asking some pretty high profile personalities down the line, some very mm-hmm. in depth and hopefully embarrassingly awkward personal questions. Uh, oh for, yes, for some of these individuals. Oh, let's make this real uncomfortable. <laughs> as uncomfortable as possible. How has your two weeks been, bro? What have you been doing? Absolutely busy, man. Non freaking stop. You could, they couldn't. I couldn't have had a break forced upon me at a better time, and it's only going to get worse. So (laughs) slowly downhill from here. Yeah, school starts in next week, and I was just getting all that stuff situated and ready to go. Finally, got that. Uh, Picked up some steam on the old YouTube. I'm doing anywhere from two to three videos a week. Last week I did three videos. Uh, This week it's looking like it's going to be two. So I'm actually at least consistently putting up two. I was working on putting up the stream, all that good stuff, man. Every day I feel like I'm in front of this thing trying to work on something. Yeah, that's good. You're not sharing it to the group. You got to share with the group. It's not ready yet. It's not, oh. <laughs> but the videos you're putting is what I'm talking about. The videos. Well, to be fair, um, I need to do a better job at sharing it myself on my own stuff. So I made a bunch of platforms mm-hmm. that I think I'm just going to end up using Twitter for now. So oh, okay. that's a nut. So I'm going to start using Twitter. I'll end up posting. And when I do that process, I'll start adding the other things in so, there as okay, well. Because so- I haven't even been posting that myself either. I'm trying to like master 
a couple little things at a time while I get there because it is a lot to learn in one shot. So sure. So I guess I'll handle the Facebook end then. I'll just take it from Yeah, that'll work. That'll the, definitely work. I'll put it work. in the group then, you humble bitch. I'll put it in there. <laughs> oh, sidebar before we get into wrestling. Of course. They've already had a bunch of keys go out. I don't think I'm going to get any, but basically the testing for that. Why am I drawing a blank now that I'm talking? The game you were talking about, the Back for, Back Blood. for Blood. Right, yes. Yes, they they have a lot of testing. There are streamers already using them and playing them online. Good. Get all the it's coming out. soon. It's coming soon, and let me tell you something, dude. It looks amazing. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> oh, I'm glad my God. It looks so good. I'm glad they're doing that because I don't play a whole lot of games, and I'm not trying to get cyberpunked 2077 here. So get it all uh, well, out. Any idiot who's played a video game would have known that would have happened, but I digress. Let's move on to the more important topic <laughs> for the night. Well, you don't want to rant on that one? No, I'm not. That, uh, that'll take the whole pod. <laughs> We're good. You gonna do anything on your channel with that? Just call some people out here, lay them on the ground. Uh, we'll we'll get there. See if there's one thing that I've Personal learned is commentary. that I I started from behind. Heyo, um, yes. because like I was trying to learn stuff, so I kind of had a backlog of ideas that I've always wanted to do. And since I finally started, I kind of started doing them. And it's a little late for the type of videos that I'm doing, which is fine because I'm getting tons of practice. So pretty soon, once um, you know, once I get a lot more comfortable, my video making is much faster. The quality of it's getting much better. So once I once I start picking up steam and get a little muscle memory there, I'm gonna start doing more current stuff. Uh, nice. Like if if I was ready when that game came out, I would have made a video about it. So that type of deal, anything new, anything crazy like that comes out, I'll be on top of it. For, Right now we're still we're still learning and we're still growing, so that's where we're at with that. It's also news. I also got to give Dave credit because uh, he, you know, how many fucking people I've asked to put together a fucking opening and an ending for my fucking videos on YouTube. Just something personalized to me. I've asked fifteen thousand fucking people, and everyone, uh, yeah, bro, I'll get back to you. Or yeah, bro, and my fucking brother Dave comes in here. He's been here a fucking day. And he's like, here, check out this website. And now I got intros and outros. And I'm like, Jesus Beautiful. Christ. Fucking hell. Them. They, they're, they're good, man. They're, they're good. good stuff. They're good. Check them out. I uh, like my opening. I'm yeah. thinking about changing my ending, though. Okay. And just the song. So, but yeah, yes, weird. it's all fun stuff. It's all fun stuff, man. I uploaded my first uh, YouTube video with those new intros and outros. You knew I couldn't resist. Uh, uh, yeah. I put those together today. So mm -hmm. uh, we're recording. This is Friday the 15th. Um, so this is going up tomorrow, the 16th. As of Friday, uh, I got my first video up with the new intro and outro. So if anybody's interested, take a look at those. I put it on the Undertaker bracket audio that we put together that we did for the Survivor Series. I said, what was it, November we did that shit. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this on YouTube. And it's fucking January, and now it's up. But it's up now. It's got the intro. It's got the outro. And it's got the all the evidence to why I have severed all friendships with Stephen James and Joe Pombo. will never forget them for that fucking night. Right, <laughs> right out of the fucking And night. I have an idea for that, by the way, too. I'm, I'm going to try to sneak something over to you by Monday. I have an idea of what we can do with stuff like that. But as that's far as the tough. YouTube channel or Survivor Series? Yes. Stupid, no, no, no. The, the, the whole stupid the YouTube thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, for I'm that. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some stuff to that, and then I'm gonna yeah. send it to you, and then we'll cool. go from I there. I might as well just give you my login info. We just fuck around. No, no, no. Once you see it first, 
and then we'll discuss. No, we will discuss. All right, guys. See, we're pulling the curtain back for you guys. That's all going to be I live. Said, behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes editing. Right? Just show them a little bit. Just a nipple. Not too much. Just give, just, not even both nipples. Just give them nope, just one. either or and then go about your business. Oh, geez. So uh, in the midst of this Larry Legend thing that we did last week, we are now the only podcast who was able to hold their load long enough for true climax. Because I've got to ask you out of the gun. This was your first. Your your, your cherry was popped here. Uh, mm. Wrestle Kingdom. You got a chance mm-hmm. to take a look at some of that Wrestle Kingdom stuff. And you were texting me and you were dropping some, some knowledge on me. And I was like, dude, we got to share this on the show. This is perfect. We're not going to go match for match, folks. We're not going to go deep into it like that because I just don't have the time. This was like 50 million matches. But we are going to talk about some bullet points here, some things that stood out. For you, this was your first Wrestle Kingdom. Unfortunately, this Wrestle Kingdom for you comes with an asterisk. Because Mm -hmm. as we explained the last time, due to the COVID restrictions, this building was not filled to the brim. Uh, You had texted me stating you thought it was quiet. I actually thought it was more lively than some of the other shows that I've seen recently. But what was Yeah, I was going to say, you say that, but I don't think that changes anything uh, from my perspective anyway. What were some things that stood out uh, for you watching this for the first time? Uh, as far as wrestling or atmosphere, uh, your pick. <laughs> okay, so you can start. I'll just start. Or... I'll just start right off the bat with this was definitely one hundred percent from the very, 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 very beginning of this an absolute culture shock. Like I, <laughs> I did not the way it was the way this is presented. Right, I can understand why people love it, but. I had I didn't expect it, right? So I'm watching, like for instance, we're going into uh, the six. The I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing here, like an idiot. Um, the New Japan Rambo match with all the with all the wrestlers, the 22 man. Yeah, I was so confused on what was happening in the very beginning. Like, yeah, by the time six people got in the ring, I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. And Rumble. the reason why is because. It's not like, obviously, I'm going to make comparisons to the WWE guys. Don't get triggered. It's not like that where it's like the song comes on, the crowd explodes, the right. song goes low, he's in the ring, and they're going. Right. This one, the culture itself, everyone's just naturally quiet. Right. right? It's more, I get this, I get it, it's more like a performance mm-hmm. than, than it is like, a wrestling match if that makes sense i guess some people would probably call this real wrestling but like it's more of a performance right they're waiting for the ooh and the ah and the the points where they just like like a tennis match or not i'm sorry like a like a golf like a golf match or whatever golf, the f- golf you clap. call golf, golf <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um but yeah that's what it was like and it's it was so a, weird and then the music would play <laughs> and then the music would play and i'm like what is that i even started like clicking on my screen thinking that i had something else open so I was like, it just didn't fit the screen. And there was no screaming. There was like no explosion. Everything was so quiet. And then the camera pans over to what looks like something completely different than what's going on. Like there's another match. And I'm like, it's this messed up? Like, am I getting multiple matches cut into the, like, it was weird. And I realized right. about seven men in, hey, oh, yeah. that they were actually doing full entrances. Like, full gimmick interests in the middle of the match. Right. And it just, I was so, 
I smacked my forehead about six, seven people in. I'm like, it's oh, for, that's what's happening. Okay. Some, that happens throughout almost the entire uh the entire show where it's like um I see people that don't look Japanese who is clearly adapted to the culture. They're screaming the language. There's a lot of grunting, like when yes. they charge up for a move. Like it, the culture is just so different, and it looks weird when it's not coming from a Japanese wrestler. Right. So that's another thing that kind of like threw me off as well. No bad things. It, I think it was just mostly like a culture shock for me. Nice. Now, as far as the wrestling goes, uh. You said something to me through text. I was like, and this is where they lose a lot of American audiences. Uh, the, the the word of the day for some of these matches, long. <laughs> that was the one you kept telling me. Long. Oh, my God. It's not only. I don't even think they're that long. Like As I got further in, they're really not out of the ordinary and length. Right. I think the but problem is. Well, not the problem. Let me not say the word problem because it's not a problem. It's just something you have to get used to. I did like this. Before I go on, let me say, I did enjoy this. It was hard to get. This is a lot of wrestling with yeah. promos that are like definitely from Japan type stereotypical Japan commercial stuff that you would think of. But um, I lost myself there for a second. <laughs> You said you were saying uh, about the the in ring. I was saying that it was long, and you were like, "Well, I oh, right, right. I'm it, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I do that a lot, guys. I'm sorry. I'll comp- my brain will completely turn you off. Was sometimes. About to anyway, do this, but now um, it's so heavy, it slipped. He was like, "Oh my it's, god, it's it's um, it, it's it's slower. It's it's not slower. It's not flashy. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. These guys seem like they're completely opposite than the WWE, where they're not trying to get the holy shit moment it's more of precise and perfect execution right and it's not about getting the holy shit or this is awesome it's about getting that because that means you executed that well enough to at least get a response like it feels like it's so much harder to get a response from these guys and if you do it that it i would imagine it'd be like much more rewarding because it doesn't come often at all yeah <laughs> no you have to earn it over there they're not just gonna do something for you because that's the point where they're supposed to do it like, oh and it's very um bare bones wrestling it's very uh textbook that's the word i'm looking for it's very textbook there's not a lot of high flying it's there they yeah. do it but it's more like it's it's much more textbook. They're 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 all about execution and performance rather than trying to get you to jump out of your chair because people just don't do that. Yeah, the higher up the card you get, it's more simulated fight than it is actual performance. I know you were mentioning before about performance or how how it felt, and there's a lot of matches that are like that. But I think the higher up the card you get. Especially when you get more toward the main event and you start getting into heavy bombs being thrown. And, there, and even though it's Wrestle Kingdom and not WrestleMania, that finishing move rule does still apply. However, they have a very unique way of doing that, especially with some of their finishes that they protect. It's always going forward and missing, as opposed to like in WWE when you're in WrestleMania. Surviving. Event, yeah, you'll hit the move and he'll kick out. That's their fallsy, where they're like, oh, he hit the move, one, two, oh, my God. Here in Wrestle Kingdom, 
they they go for the move a lot because they know it's a finishing move and the goal here is to try to finish this match and they run like the dickens from it that's why right. you'll see three four five attempts at the finish that way when that right. first one hits it's a it's that's the end of you it's done yeah, somewhat. There was one match where they actually, I would assume that was his finish, and he did hit it, but then he did it again in a different way, which would make it stronger, yes. and it worked. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so a lot of these matches here, again, we're not going to go down the card here, but I do want to point out, um, I I had a I had my eye. I told you this when we went over the uh, first time we talked about this. I had my eye on Okada and Osprey. And I said, "Boy, I tell you, <laughs> I need to see it from Will tonight because I've 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 seen these two compete against each other before. Did you get a chance to see this match? I believe, yeah, I saw this one. Yeah, I saw this one. What were your thoughts on Okada? Because he's he's the guy. I told you this before. You watched it as like he's the he, that's the guy. That's the man. Mm-hmm. He runs the show, and he was a semi here." Uh, he's been main event for this pay-per-view about three or four times in a row. This was the one time he kind of took a back seat, but it was in order to get another guy over. What did you think of his performance? Okada is a freak of, oh, my God, that dude's a freak of nature. He's massive. Like, I, I don't know if he looks bigger because he's in Japan and you just assume everyone's smaller, but this dude is Big and it's funny because I was like, oh, he's kind of like the Undertaker of this place. Like I kind of just get that vibe. And then he does a tombstone later on in the match. I oh, thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, Okada. Okada is is the guy, and he was built up by the guy before him, which was uh, actually the match before him, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's been known as the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Twenty years, in right? The, Twenty years in the game. On top, mm-hmm. you want to talk about the Undertaker? Right. Uh, he's kind of considered the taker of that roster. Mm-hmm. He can go up, he can go down, he can be the champ, he can be the opening match. Doesn't matter. It's Tanahashi, and right. uh, he was the one who helped build Okada. Yeah. Now you see here, Okada uh, building Osprey up a little bit. The match that shocked the world and broke the curse: Naito, Ibushi for the double titles. Your thoughts on the main event? This was this this match was intense, man. <laughs> these guys, these guys were fighting each other. <laughs> oh wait, hold on! You just reminded me of something. I'm sorry. Let's go back to the last match really quick, okay? Because I have a question. Okada and Osprey, you want to talk about? Okay. Yes. Right. Did I can because I can never tell. I I'm, I am the one that that stuff works on in wrestling where they like fake stuff like an injury and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, he's actually hurt, and he's really not. I'm the guy that that works on. Like if okay. you ever ask yourself, who does this work? Me. I'm I I get caught every time with it. So were they really pissed off at each other towards the end of that match? No, absolutely not. Okay, because <laughs> it wasn't until. Uh, Osprey dropped Okada on his on his head that bounced off the mat six times after that power bomb. Yeah, where that big thud you heard was the back of his head, and then it got like brutally physical after that. Well, because you know, again, y- you have to understand he's the man. Okada's the man. You can't drop the man on his head and not get a receipt for that. It yeah, but be- he was giving him back. Of too. course, he had to. He has to give him back. 
he can't sit there and be outplayed by this little dude. Look, it would be like the same. No, thing. I mean, Okada was giving it to him, and then after a while, it looked like Osprey was getting pissed, and yeah. then at one point, he, like, pushes the ref, and he's, like, stomping his face yeah. for real because, for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, because I'm sure Okada gave it to him, like you said, and he's not going to sit there and be bitched out. He wants to show the locker room he's tough, so he went after it. Look, mm. this is the thing about New Japan, okay? Leave leave whatever it is that you consider a characteristic of yourself or how you treat other people. Leave all that garbage at the door. When you go into the ring, it's a fight. We're going to work together to make this as wonderful a looking fight as we possibly can. But if shit goes off the rails, it goes off the rails. It happens all the time in New Japan. It's right. one of the reasons why... If I have to pick a criticism is that, like you just said, sometimes they blur the lines. Sometimes it's not what it looks like, but then again, sometimes it is. There's right. a lot of guys who remain old school, and they'll play the game up until you step out of line, and then they got to check you. And if they happen to check a young guy who doesn't like being checked, and now it turns into a fucking thing. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I know for sure that Osprey and Okada had something going on inside that ring. I know that when it was over... It was nothing. And I promise you, when, when they were over, in that over. ring, they almost respectfully gave it back and forth without right. resisting, if that makes sense, right? Like yeah, he's Okada's giving it to all sorts. He's like, all right, you're going to hit me for real? Get your shit off because as right. soon as you're done, I'm Make fucking you up. Work. And it looks like that's what he did. And he took it. He literally had his arms up in the air while <laughs> Osprey was just. Stomping his face, and yep. he was just fucking eating them. Yeah, make it count because that's the thing. That's another thing. This is that. See, that's old school, old school wrestling where it's like, yeah, I'm. I did something, okay. I got the other guy got a receipt for it, but I can't let him show me up in front of the fence. So and now I'm gonna fight back. But the deal is, is that it's still all working under the same umbrella. We're still having a match here. So if you're gonna get your shit, like I just said, if you're gonna get your shit, here you go. Make it count, because my turn is next. Yeah, I'm going to so fuck you yeah, up. <laughs> fuck you up. So, yeah, that happens a lot in Japan. It happens a lot. I know people are, are not going to believe this, but it happens a lot here on the indies, too. And it, not for the positive sense. New Japan holds a lot of honor in the way that they do this. Like you said, right. it's very visible in the sense of they're upset, so they're going to squash the beef here and now. This beef is not going to leave this ring. Right. right, we're gonna do it here. Get over it and get back into what we're doing. Like in, men, yeah. In the states, here in the indie scene, it happens here too. Unfortunately, it goes into the locker room with them, right? And they start bitching and moaning and griping and all that other garbage. It's just a pain in the ass. That's why promoters here try to get ahead of it. They don't want it to happen here because then these pussies go back into the locker room. And they continue it, and they got the Twitter fingers, and they, they start going off on the social media. That shit doesn't happen in Japan. He hit me. Okay, hit him back. I did, right. I did hit him back, but he didn't like the way I hit him back. Okay, cool. You get 15 minutes left. Get it off. Yeah. And then when you come hit him back harder. here, let's make some money. Osprey is, in the past, I promise you, in the past, Osprey would have just ate it and kept moving. The fact that he fought back is because it was a semi-main event on the big card, and he's not going to let the locker room look at him like he bitched out in front of Okada. Right. It's like, he I, took it. I know I fucked up, and he got me, but he got me extra good, and I can't let right. extra good rock. 
So yeah. here comes my shit, and now they, the locker room knows we're both for real. Now, the way that exchange went, it was like, holy crap, they're beating the crap out of each other. But it was with the mindset of like, all right, your turn, my turn. I don't know. It was yeah. it was really fun to watch. As, as that match went on, it just got well, that's more That's a byproduct of that physicality. Now you end up, I mean, yeah, we're solving an issue right here and right now, but we're also making pretty compelling television. Absolutely. That that match was really good. Really good. What about All right. Naito and Ibushi? Now, they almost got me. I almost got emotional at the end. Can, can I say that Ibushi has to be not only just for an Asian guy, but like he is ripped out of his goddamn yeah. mind. And he always, he, that's, that's a new development. Holy that dude hasn't eaten a, a carb since 95. Now, hold on now. Now, I have to, I have to inform you. Will Ospreay, the Will Ospreay that you saw on this show, he had just completed the transformation that Ibushi did. Ibushi was a junior for a number of years. And then he became friends with Omega during that time there. And he started getting more high profile. He was dominating the division. And he has started getting a lot more high profile matches with Shinsuke Nakamura and Tanahashi. He started moving up the card a little bit. But he still had the junior body. So Gato has a very strong and strict rule. Uh, if you're going to be short, you better be big. Mm -hmm. And these niggas got big. Big time. He's well big Ospreay. as hell, dude. Yeah. Like she got it, muscles on muscle. His neck. Muscles there are some in shape people in this New Japan that I've yeah. seen, but that guy stands out, dude. man. Holy crap, he is in shape. I tried to do some push ups while watching. I didn't <laughs> want to be a bitch. <laughs> I started growing hair on my chest. Just, <laughs> just looking at Ibushi's deltoids. I was like, oh my no, god, okay. how do you get delts I'm, like that? I'm Asian. I don't have to have hair on my chest. I'm fine. <laughs> I didn't ask for the hair. Just looking at it, but just happened. My testosterone <laughs> it just happened. It just, my testosterone just sped up. Just looking at it, but it was like no. This match, this enough. match was great, man. It was so much fun to watch. But dude. you see, remember what I told you before this show happened about how Naito was living the Ibushi story before last year, and right. that's why he gave him that shot because no one wanted to give him his. So he's like, right. all right, here, here's your shot. And then that scene at the end where he he takes the belts from the referees and kind of gives almost a a heel tease, and then he and then he hands the belt to Ibushi, and Ibushi crumbles in that moment. I was like, God damn it, Naito! Yeah. God he damn knows it, damn you, Naito! Okay, I'm rolling up. God damn it, Naito! Not tonight. Don't do it. Where's the Kevin Hart? Don't do it. Not tonight. No, don't do it to me, man. Not tonight. Don't do it to me. I was like, yeah, that was a great. But when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, he did, he actually, he did win. Like, okay, now, but now, I'm hyped for day. I'm hyped for day two. Like after that, they they got me hooked. Yeah, dude. I was super hyped for it. Yeah, when I got that, uh, you didn't get a chance to see much of day two, unfortunately due, due not. But on my I did see that other one that you said. Uh, is that Shingo and Cobb? Oh my, okay, yeah, Battle, Battle oh, of the yeah. Bulls. The the light heavyweight match, the never open weight championship, the cru yeah. the cruiserweight championship. No, that's the junior. You talk about the junior heavyweight title. No, match? I'm talking. Yeah, the uh, singles match for never, never. open weight. Yes, never, 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 as in zero weight, as in feather light as a feather featherweight, wow. as in but you can't say that because it's not boxing. So cruiserweight would be the equivalent. So this is the cruiserweight match Holy because crap. these two titans. We're moving at the speed of fucking cruiserweights, and I was just so blown away. 
that, that these dudes I was wondering were where you moving. were going with that. I was like, wait Holy a minute, we just did a whole piece crap. on this. Yeah. Cobb is a freak Didn't I tell of you? nature. Didn't I fucking tell you? I told you that guy's a Holy fucking machine. Holy crap. Now, Takagi isn't bad. Yeah, Shingo. Yeah, he's he's really he's good. He's really good. Yeah. The problem is, he was in this is jet. one of those things we were talking about before in the WWE. Cobb just has this thing yeah. that he's <laughs> just, he outshined him, not in a way where it makes him look bad. The guy was, that guy was a freak of nature too. He was picking up Cobb like he was, he was Cobb like he was nothing. Yeah, both These guys, oh stuck. my God, this, this match was Dumb man, these guys were just flying every picking up each other like they both weighed tape 10 pounds. I know they it was absolutely nuts. Moss. And, and it's funny because they're moving like cruiserweights, and but they're hitting and they're slamming and like like big boys, like the ring made sound. <laughs> oh my oh, god, that was, I told people. Before the show, either besides the main event, right? Because the two main events, because you know they're guaranteed, they're they're money makers. The two, the one from night one was Osprey and Okada. The one from night two was Cobb and Takagi and Shingo. And I was like, those are the two matches I'm looking forward to, and right. did not disappoint. I was like, those matches were ridiculous. AEW dropped the ball. Oh they could God. never, they could never have that match any like. <laughs> The amount of endurance needed to do half of that match <laughs> is oh absurd. God, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm just so I'm so blown away on how you, you know what's funny. I started the match and I said I'm about to watch a match between <laughs> Shin, uh, Fat Shinsuke because that's what he reminded me of <laughs> Takagi, yeah. and then uh, a very very deep tanned uh, Rhino. And the two of like, them had a better match than Rhino and, and, and Nakamura. Dude, and I'm like, you know what? My bad. I disrespected both yes. of you. I, I really He's apologize. talking to himself and the match was so good, he he checked himself. He like, oh, Don't hit me. No, was, I was just afraid. Was bad. I was afraid. I saw how I saw you throw that man who clearly weighs over 250 like a piece of paper. I'm not trying to go flying, man. I'm all set. Thank I'm you. good. Man, oh man! So I'll take I'll take it home here with the main event. You did not get a chance to see this main event just yet, so I unfortunately will, I will, not. I will so, find this so draw, so you. we'll use this opportunity for you to draw me a picture with your words. Come on, sell it to me. <laughs> well, there's not really much to sell, be other than what was already said. All we can really do is just fill in the blank on the outcome. We said before the pay per view or before the big show that had Ibushi won the first night. We gave many scenarios, but the one with I, with Ibushi winning, uh, when we first talked about this, there was already a tailor-made story in place for night two. This is what made the Ibushi thing so interesting, because night one had a story of him possibly breaking the curse. If he beats Naito, he's over the hump, and he becomes world champion, which he did. Emotional night. Everyone sobbed. But then Jay White comes out at the end of the show and tells him, well, it's great for you, world champ. That's tremendous it's gonna last one night because i'm gonna beat you tomorrow because i always right. beat you and that was the story jay always beats ibushi every single mm -hmm. time so we get to the second match here they went what 45 minutes almost they, they went for a while and the end result ibushi overcomes his greatest rival and and breaks the curse one night overcomes his rival the second leaves wrestle kingdom with not one but two of the top 
uh, championships in New Japan. And uh, not so much painting a picture on the match, but mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation with people about what happened with Jay White when the match was over. I don't know if you got a chance to see that uh, little interview he did. Every performer has to do a, a post after every match <laughs> in New Japan. They all got to do a post. And Jay White kind of gave the kind of gave the Iggy, kind of gave the signal that his days here at New Japan might finally be coming to an end. He's been with them for, I think, close to five years. I think he had a five-year deal. He's only 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a very, very young man, but obviously well-traveled. He's one of the best profes- uh, professionals in the world. And he's right. 27. And he's a former IWGP champion already. He's already climbed that mountain. He got there before Kota did, or before Ibushi did. Mm-hmm. And he gave this interview about uh, possibly this being the last deal. Now, there are people who are out there right now who are like, well, he's being advertised for New Japan Cup, so I don't think it might be a work. I don't think he's really leaving, blah, 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 blah. Let me just leave the comment out right now. He would be a fool to go anywhere, 27 years old, other other than New Japan. Every company that's out there right now would just damage him. Right. He's not experienced enough. I know he's been at the top of New Japan for a while. Means nothing. He needs more life experience. He needs to be in a position where he's going to be able to tell a lot of people no. And I mean creatively. I mean in the ring. I just no. Because Mm -hmm. he's 27. And then he's going to walk into a locker room filled with veterans somewhere in American soil. And they're going to be like, uh, hey, how about we do this? No. He is not your prototypical Japanese performer. Right? He's He'll hit you and he'll get hit. But he's a storyteller. He's a heel. He's a bad guy. And he likes to take his time. And he likes to tell a story. And in New Japan, you can do that. You can go 20 minutes. You can go 45 minutes. No big deal. A 7 to 8 minute TV match for him on AEW or on WWE would do nothing. It would be a waste of his time and talents. Ibushi, I believe, was rewarded, and I've been saying since last year he should have been. Ibushi had a contract uh, field day about a year or so ago, year and a half, year, year and a half, where especially after his NXT deal, he did the Cruiserweight Classic here in the States, and he made it to the semi. They And they wouldn't let him win because he's a New Japan guy, but he, they pushed him, they made him look good, and then they sent him back to Japan. And the whole word was is that they did that so that the American fans, New Japan did that for him so that when the contract came up, it would be a fair deal. He knows his value, right? If he goes to the other states and he it goes to the states or Mexico or whatever and he sees what's out there, he'll come back and we'll make a better deal. Either he'll see all that and realizes he needs to stay home or see all that and he'll go because there's no sense. They that, This is coming after losing Shinsuke, AJ Styles, uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, they had just lost a whole lot of talent. So mm-hmm. rather than put him in the position to fuck them over later, they just figure, why don't you go take a look at the market now and make your decision now? That way right. we don't have to fucking worry about this, uh, whether or not will he stay, will he not go. I mean, will he stay, will he not stay? And Coda went and did all this shit, came back home and said, yeah, that was fun, but nah, I got shit I got to do here. I, I really want to become IWGP heavyweight champion. And that's right. when he got the body going, and that's when he said, all right, he's committed, so we're committed. So that's how we got here. Jay White, uh, 
started off at the dojo. He started off as a young boy. He knows what it's like to be in New Japan. He's been there for most of his life, and he's only 27 years old. Fluent in the language, from what I understand. Him leaving right now, it, it just would not be a great idea. I don't know for a fact if it's a work or not. I don't know Jay. I can't speak on it, but it would be foolish. If it's a work and they're, they're working an angle, congratulations. That's great. Let's work with that. If he's really considering leaving, oh, my God. I can't. Can you imagine a guy like this at AEW? Oh, my God. They would fucking destroy him. Oh, my God. Would they, though? Wouldn't it make sense? It'd be a better fit. WWE would probably do a worse job with him than they would, but my God. Jay White just, can you imagine? Jay White versus Colt Cabana on Dynamite next week. God, no. I'm sure that I'm sure that wouldn't be the angle. <laughs> are you sure? Are, yeah. you, are you really sure? sure? I'm not sure of that. I don't know. <laughs> it's what funny you brought up AEW because if there's one thing that this pay-per-view did for me is make Kenny Omega make sense. There you go. <laughs> it made him make sense because when I was watching it, me and my boy, I was like, yo, I said, this makes Kenny Omega make sense. And he was like, yeah, like now that you say that, yes, this makes per- like, I get it now. And I'm like, you can really, I'm watching a bunch of Kenny Omegas right now. Yeah. Wrestle. And it's, and, and putting him here, he doesn't look goofy. No, he's, he fits right in. Obviously, because that's, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. But if I saw him, he would fit in just like the other guys that I saw that don't look like Japanese people who are there and adapted to the culture and do all the screaming and and all the stuff that the culture does. And it looks weird. It doesn't look bad. It just throws me off. And I think we get the reverse effect. If you don't know Kenny Omega now and you see him doing that, you're like, what is this goon doing? Yes, like, yes, why yes. is he doing that? But it makes sense now. So I don't know because he never it, cha- he didn't change the style. But that's he, good. That's what people want, though. See, I don't know Kenny Omega. Right. So for me, it doesn't. I mean, it's this guy's goofy. I never said he was bad, but I just think he's goofy. If you love Kenny Omega over there and he comes over here and he's still doing it, that's everyone's dream. That's what they always say. They want them to go over here on the bigger show so they could be who they are. And it looks like he's kind of doing that. Right. But so, what it does, what it do, what I mean by he didn't change the style is what happens is, is to those fans, the ones who love him, like you said, right. right? For the ones who love him, he's just being consistent. This is what he does. And they're like, yeah, right. I love it. But to the new fans... They're looking at that, and they're like, what the hell is this? What it shows me is, and I'm not trying to disrespect the guy, but what it shows me is that I, I guess you're limited. This is what it is. You're not is it limited, be- or is it just being consistent? It's limited. It's, it's, you sure? It's, yeah, it's the Hogan deal. You don't have to do everything. Just do what you do really, really well. Okay. That's it. And then, hey, who am I to say? Because a lot is of the biggest stars do that. AJ Styles could do a million things. Is there he something wrong with that? Uh, for, it depends. I was because when you use the word limited, that's yes. a negative condition. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's, it, it it's is. Not, it's no. not when, when. Listen, when, listen, my guy. You come up to me and tell me I'm limited, we fighting. Yeah, I don't care, how, again, nice you try, I don't again, care how nice you think you're trying to be. Again, but that's how you would take it. If I told Hogan, oh, my God, I've seen you your whole career. You were so limited. He'd be like, yeah, limited to the amount of money I could bring to the bank all at once. No, that's yeah. turning. No, 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 no. That's something completely different. That's me 
diverting my anger and not swinging on you because I'm the bigger person because I have a lot of money and I can say that. I'm talking about the phrase in itself. When you say that someone is limited to it, and not saying that he's a legend at what he does, is the same thing as someone being limited. But when you say that they're limited and not a legend at what they do, it can be very negative. So that's why I ask, is it, is it a negative thing? For Kenny, no. Because okay. it's what he does. We, I, that's why I brought up the Hogan comparison. Because to, to give the analogy, Kenny was very Hogan-like for about two straight years. I mean, he was there longer, but he had two white, hot, untouchable, best wrestler on the planet. He, I mean, he was just, he was the guy everybody wanted. For right. about him and Okada was the Ric Flair and Steamboat of New Japan. They had the greatest matches apparently human beings had ever fucking laid eyes on. Now, now that you've seen Okada, I gotta show you Okada and Omega, and mm-hmm. and and take a look for yourself. But they had, according to the classics, this is this is the feud that broke the five star meter. They gave it six stars. They're like this match is so far and away the greatest thing anything in this industry has ever produced. Like, he was on that level. I don't agree with any of that because I've seen the matches and they were great, but fuck, greatest things that have ever been created ever of all time in the history of humanity. I don't know about that, but they were fantastic fucking matches. But for him, it is. It's a good thing for him because it, it brings those audience members to the show. Because of Kenny's limitation, mm-hmm. the show itself should wrap around that. It would be, okay, this is what Kenny does, so we'll promote him in this way. Let's try to find talent to fit around him that will address all the other needs we have to hit up all the other demographics that we're trying to go after. All they really did, when you really think about it, is try. They hired a bunch of mini Omegas that try to go out there and have the Omega matches, and they just Mm -hmm. can't do it because no one does it like Kenny. That's why I'm saying it's not negative for him. For him, it's great. He's the best at that. When you hire a bunch of indie guys off the street who got over because they were trying to be low-budget, dollar-general fucking Omega, it doesn't work on TV. Because now they're on the roster with the real thing. And it (laughs) can't be done. It's like all these indies who were using RKOs on the indie scene, and then they get signed to the WWE, and the first thing Randy does is look at him and go, you know that's gone, right? Oh, oh, okay. I guess it I, was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it's like it's it's the reason why a lot of guys who use Swanton bombs on the indie scene, right? That's their move, Swanton bomb. Then they get to WWE, and Jeff Hardy looks at him like, "Well, that was fun, wasn't it?" <laughs> Think of something else. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this, when you when you end up getting on the same stage with the real thing, it doesn't work itself out. Kenny is limited, but he he's great at what that limitation is. It's fantastic. Hogan did a clothesline, a big boot, and a leg drop. He couldn't wrestle his way out of a fucking sweater, but he drew a bunch of money. Why? Because what he did worked, and he was able to tell a story around that. Kenny has an amazing following all around the world. So you don't need to... That's not broke. Don't fix that. That's not broke. Fix the shit around him so that when he does his shit, it works. His championship reign right now is but... And it's but because he doesn't have anybody to fucking compete against. I don't want to yeah. see him against Ray fucking Phoenix. That's <laughs> not a real fucking world title. What the fuck are you doing? That's barely a tag title situation. World title? Come on. They don't have any main event players on AEW. Thus, 
I mean, and it's not helping that now he's splitting his time with Impact, who also does not have any main event players in in, in the heavyweight title scene. So it's just two people just dry humping each other on fucking television doing nothing. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little excited about the, uh, this is a Friday we're recording this, tomorrow night, Saturday, the Impact's having a, a pay-per-view with Omega and the Good Brothers against the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan. I'm interested. I'm interested in the athleticism of that match, but there's nothing about that match itself. There's no build-up to that that makes me give a shit. I'm watching for the car crash. That's it. Mm. I, I'm watching. You you did not get me invested into the drivers. I just want to see the cars do the cool thing, and <laughs> that's not that's not long term success. It just isn't. Right. So yeah. So that we'll was Russell Kingdom. <laughs> Russell Kingdom. We went off on a tangent toward the end, but that was Russell Kingdom. I need to see those started matches. I didn't get a chance to see them. Uh, I'm very curious about those. I want to see how the ladies did. But uh, speaking of ladies, let's head over to NXT for just a quick second and uh, dabble a bit because I sent you a picture mm-hmm. of a tournament bracket for the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic. What I did not realize when I sent that to you is that apparently I sent you the men's one. I didn't realize it was a women's one. And mm-hmm. I don't know who's in it. I don't have any information, but, but literally a few hours before we jumped on here. So I was talking to someone. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about Dusty Rhodes Classic. And they're like, which one? Like, what the fuck do you mean? Which one? There's only one every year. It's the same fucking thing. And they're like, no, they're giving the women one this year. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. They don't have 16 women. To where the fuck are they getting this talent from? The Performance Center? Are they sending in students for the? This is ridiculous. But I'm not even going to go down that path just yet because we have enough of bullshit trying to figure out what's going on here. So did you get a chance to look at this whole tournament deal here and... Yeah. I finally found out what MSK was. Apparently, they wrestled on Wednesday. That was uh, Impact Wrestling's Rascals making Mm. their debut here in NXT. Boy, they really didn't waste any time putting these fuckers on TV. What happened (laughs) to the days of, uh, of of the developing? What happened? Oh, that's been long gone, man. You know, I had this argument with somebody, and they're like, NXT doesn't feel the same. You know why NXT doesn't feel the same? And this is going to get me in trouble, but fuck it. They ran out of gimmies. That's what happened. NXT made its name on people who were already fucking stars. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, all the Ring of Honor guys, Seth Rollins. Those were guys were tailor-made. They were already built and ready for the WWE. I don't want to hear that they develop these guys. Bullshit. You broke them down. You tore them down for no reason. Reshaped them in your image for zero reason. And then you made their you made your money on their fucking backs. And now you have raided the indies so hard, there's literally nobody fucking left who's, <laughs> who's TV ready. There's a lot of great talent on the indies. They're not TV ready. And you can see that. By every AEW hiring that you see come up, they're just right. not ready for fucking TV yet. They need time. I'm not saying they're not talented people. They just need time. It's unfair to be putting these people on TV right away. It's like the NFL. When you get the star rookie quarterback and you start in week one, what the fuck are you doing? He's going to get his ass chewed out. Big time. And it's happening here. And now here we are. 
in the future here, and these takeovers are garbage now. I can't watch any of these fucking NXTs during the week. I got a tournament bracket in front of me, and I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, who the fuck is Stallion and Gray? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Adonis and Troy. Who the fuck are you? Who, who is you? And I'm like, when did Davari's here? I know that's Davari's brother, not the one that we know from back in the day, but Nice and Davari, are they regularly a team? Swerve and Atlas, are they regularly a team? Do any of these people ever... Did they know each other before this graphic was made? Is what I'm wondering. Probably not. They probably weren't even next to each other when that. that Grizzled young veterans are an NXT UK team. They're on here. Undisputed Era is represented by a team of Cole and Strong, which, for the record, folks, isn't the tag team of the team. They took the two singles guys and put them in a tag team. Dude, I really don't know what they need to put this show back in the dark. Uh, off of I'm, USA, right? They just need it's not worth anything anymore. I, I really don't think it is. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really I just it's getting harder to watch it. They have talent. Yeah. They, got a lot they don't TV. have enough talent. Not for TV. For a whole TV show. They have checked ch- correct me if I'm wrong. They have a bunch of guys who are not ready and on top, they have a bunch of guys that won't go away. Right. <laughs> so it's like, well, they have great talk. They got Ciampa. Ciampa's been there for too long. They got Gargano. He's been there for too long. They got Adam Cole. Been there for too long. These guys should have been left. What's going on? Right. What do we... Uh, Gargano and Theory are a tag team against Kushida and Leon Ruff. Oh, my God. This is the feud that won't die. How many times do I have to see Ruff and Gargano over and over and over again? It's the Rollins and Mysterio of NXT. They can't get enough of seeing the small guy wrestle the impossibly to believe even smaller guy in Ruff. Kushida, Ruff, and Gargano are a combined 120 pounds. And then there's Theory, the one grown man in the hand. I'm so... I'm, they need to take this off TV just so I don't I need see Gargano anymore. I need these people. To, I need NXT to stop lying to these people. It was hard to defend in the first place. I've been saying it since day one. They've never been a brand. It's been a developmental since forever. That's the whole point of its existence. I mean, you can say that all you want, and that's perfectly fine, and you're not wrong. The problem is, is that if you package it as such, right. If you package it like a brand, if you're putting it on TV, if you're giving it its pay-per-views before the pay-per-views, and then detaching and giving it its own special days, like you're this is no longer a developmental. You're selling a product, you're getting my view or selling tickets. And I'm sure they're they're maybe not as expensive as the main show, but they're still selling tickets and they're still getting views for advertisement which means this is no longer developmental. They don't say NXT, WWE development. No, it's NXT, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. That's a gimmick. You're selling me something so I can watch it. So I don't care if people may think that this is a developmental. You are selling this to me as a brand. I don't care about developmental. This is a brand, and it's trash. That's there, what, I said it. But that's it's why, fucking trash. But that's dude. why I said at the beginning, I need them to stop lying to people because everything you just described is right. But everything you just described is a lie. They shouldn't have been selling it to you. They shouldn't have had it on TV. They shouldn't have been selling tickets to this. Right. This, none of this shit should be happening. 
Because it's it. not a fucking brand. But what they're they did was they knew the hype. They knew the hype of the first train. So they put them on TV and it popped. Then they took those people and moved them to the main and, and left it. all the people that were riding their coattail there, added some new ones. And then the people that went on who couldn't hang on came back. And now you have what NXT is right now. Which is a shame because in, in the only way to make this better, it will only eventually die because you would have to constantly put your best people on the TV, which they're kind of already trying to do, and then you just get burnt out on them. Like, yeah, I just don't want to see them anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't even have a problem with the people that are on top. I just, I've been programmed to believe that once you attain a certain level of success in NXT, you go away. And it really looks, I'm going to say it, it looks really bad for some of these guys because it looks like, and it might, even, it might not even be true, but it right. looks on the surface like you're scared to go. Like you are agreeing to the idea that you don't have the talent necessary to make it there because these guys don't help their case. Gargano has said a million times, I don't want to go to the main roster. Why? Because you I don't won't understand. make it. Right, but... <laughs> Then you Those don't. promos only work where he's at. That would not but fly they, in the WWE. Right, but they don't even work here, bro. He's been exactly. Here for but the only reason why they make it to television is because they don't have the. They're not on the main roster. You don't have the talent from the main roster here. That would if half of the roster that was in WWE was here, that stuff that he does would never air. See, even though I'm looking at it now, Lucha House Party came back to NXT. I didn't even know they came back to NXT full time. I just thought it was like a one time deal. Yeah, and I was I was I was gonna ask you that last time. Like then they made that um the last thing that they did, the uh, New Year's thing. I saw them come out and they had a match and it was a yeah. pretty decent match. But I'm like, yeah. why are they here? They were literally just on Raw, like lo- this week. Yeah. When got, I was watching that. They got demoted like, and no idea why. Where the hell is Kalisto during all this? And I'm glad the Bollywood boys are doing something. That's nice, but I don't. What the fuck is all of this, Breezango? Oh my! Out of all of this, I really, I really think Ruff has a. It can be really good if he keeps he keeps going. He keeps getting some good practice. Yeah, he needs to stay the. the He's entertaining, man. He can wrestle his ass off too. Well, he could bump his ass off. I don't know if I would consider that a good wrestler per se he, he he knows what he's doing in there that's for sure yeah he 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 knows how to make uh everybody look good with their shit he, he what was it to say he uh, what was it the guy told me one time he's like he's a great worker he's a shit wrestler and there's a difference in that i and guess he's, and he's a hell of a worker he can get in there and he will sell and bump and sell and bump and feed and he's got he knows where he's supposed to be and he's there on point which is why I'm sure a lot of these guys like working with him. He's small, right. so they could throw him around, but he also he is tough enough to take the bump and also be in the right spot that he needs to be to get the guys over. He's he's a perfect job guy who gets the every so often moral victory for the fans to stay behind him. Right. He's perfect in that role. He'll lose, he'll lose, he'll lose, but then he'll come back, he'll fire out, he'll get a big win or two here or there, and then they just he's used to put over the other guys. He's that's a perfect spot for him. Unfortunately, there's no one to put over. Everybody who's on top is 
over like Rover and doesn't need shit else. Uh, who 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 can Champa beat at this point? It's going to elevate him. Nobody. Who's Gargano? Gargano does more losing throughout his entire NXT career. That was actually the joke when he won the title for the first time. That Gargano was such a loser and he had lo- lost so many times that it was a huge deal when he finally won the championship. So right. he spent more time losing in NXT than he has winning, and I guess now he's going to try to turn back that tide. They just used the curse like a few weeks ago when he gave the rematch to Ruff. He's like, oh, well, he get past the curse. Every time he wins a championship, he drops it like a jabroni. Let's right. see if he'll live. And then he finally beats Ruff, and now he did it, so now nobody cares. Ever rise. What was it somebody said? he They were a um, uh, 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 human growth hormone young bucks. They look like the gear looks like young bucks if they were on HGH. Like if they just puffed up a little bit, that's how they would look. Oh my god! I'm like yeah, they're good. They're good. I know people are gonna hear this and go, "Man, he's really ragging on these guys." I think every single person in this entire tournament has talent, dude. I just don't like the pairings. I don't like the positioning. Some of these people are just, what are you doing? Legado del Fantasma. I had to look their fucking names up, bro. I'm like, who well, the- don't get too excited on uh, Ever Rise because they already got knocked out. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's I didn't even see the match. I didn't know officially that they had lost. But, I mean, look at the brackets, obviously. They're going against the Grizzle Young Vets. I have it right here if you want to know. Go for it. I'm with it. Yeah. Well, so, Brazongo, Brazongo and the Undisputed Era. Uh, Undisputed Era won by Pinfall. Uh, and then you have the Ever Rise and the Grizzled Young Veterans. That's yeah. such a nasty name. <laughs> the Young Veterans won by pinfall. Then you have MSK versus Jake Atlas. At- 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 yeah, Atlas, yes. I-, I don't know why I always want to pronounce that word wrong. I apologize. And Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, the MSK won by pinfall. And then the last match of the night was the Bollywood Boys versus Legado del Fantasma. And uh, Fantasma won. Yeah. I, it doesn't say how, but they won. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. missed that part. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But they, they what won. What was it, so Carl? The, the, it the Bollywood <laughs> Boys is out of here, dude. That's fine. It sucks they keep using them as job guys, but that's fine. I, I just need them to hold pattern until Ginger comes back, and then we're back together, and then we're good to go. And then we're working. Yeah, and because you know, as much as as much as people give me shit for liking gender, I actually thought it was a better position for them than it was right. for gender because they were doing a lot of the flunky stuff. They were doing, you know, they were doing old school. You know, they're making a good a good solid paycheck. Yeah, good solid paycheck. They were getting some guys over just being crash test dummies. For like the, I got a YouTube. You got to check out YouTube. Uh, Randy Orton dumping these two assholes on the announce tables and damn near killing them to the point where. Even Randy made a face because he felt it when he went up. Oh, he went too high because they tried to give him a good lift, you know, for, for Randy. I want to get off my feet. I don't want to sandbag Randy. So they gave it all they had, but they weigh 80 pounds each. So Randy put his hands underneath the guy, and he fucking took off like a rocket. That dude <laughs> went straight up into the air and then down in the back of his head. You see Randy wince. Like, that wasn't my fault. Uh, he, he torpedoed himself. That wasn't me. Oh, Jesus, I'm getting blown up as we're doing this because people, this is a good segue, if you ask me, because I'm mm-hmm. getting blown up right now, a bunch of people, this is fantastic, this is great, what is this one over here, she was mad interesting over here, uh, everyone is on the bandwagon, I haven't gotten a chance yet, I'm going to do it tonight, One Division. 
WandaVision Tonight begins phase four for the MCU. And for the first time in Marvel Studios history, the phase will begin not with a film, nope. but with a prolonged uh, one continuous story series for Disney+. Plus. For all the people that bitched and moaned and complained to me about, I don't even know why they would do it, but there were so many people, bro, that hated on why? me. Because I bought Disney Plus the day it came out. And they were like, you fucking Mark. You pussy. Why would you buy this? Nothing on that motherfucker. Why would you own Disney what? Plus? And I'm like, One Whoa. reason and one reason only to get it. Mulan. Done. Pod done. <laughs> Wait, the, the animated one? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, there's so many greats and classics on there, man. They got shows, the animated shows from when we were kids. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm watching all this shit. But I yeah, got great. I got a lot of shit because, and, and to be fair, I understand the argument. When the app dropped, they made a lot of promises. They talked about WandaVision and this shit a year ago when it dropped. They were right. like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And everyone jumped on board. And then nothing new really happened. Well, the problem was that Star right Wars was packaged and ready to go, and they needed to get it out. So right. everything else wasn't ready, but Star Wars was. Right. Star Wars was, and they already had kind of a catalog of things that were already on the docket. I mean, where else can you see Camp Rock and all these things just on demand? Like, you know, I know I want to watch these things. So they're all right. over the freaking app, and I enjoyed the app. But the investors meeting, which is the uh, conversation I had on the – Ace Andrews, hashtag Too Good Talk. I'll go ahead and plug them real quick. You can catch them on Twitch and YouTube and even through uh, uh, so many different sites. You, where you catch your favorite podcasts, you can catch the Too Good Talk. I've been a guest on there two times now. But the first time I was there, we talked, the whole episode was about that investors meeting, and we talked about it then. I had my eyes, my eyes were opened during this meeting because... All that app did was catch so much flack for not delivering on any new content. I mean, not an abundance of it. There was a few things here and there, but didn't really have a whole lot of new content for a full year. And then I figured out why. When the investors meeting happened and the fucking CEO went out there and he was like, yeah, we've been out for a year and this is what we've done because he's got he's to gotta sell the app to investors, right? Right. So he's like this, 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 so in the fourth, and he's got eighty-five billion subscribers, and and a hundred uh, for you know eleven for Hulu, and this, and then twenty-three for ESPN. He's running down the numbers, and it made me think back to when the WWE app, uh, the network, started, and how hard they pushed, and they were trying so hard to get to a million subscribers. And it took them over a year to do it. I think now they're well beyond that. But the first year, they tried so hard. And they plugged and they gave away freebies just to get to a million. This app got to 85 million with no new shit. Mm. And then they went to the investors meeting and said, yeah, we did 85 off the base. Now check this shit out. And then spent four hours basically divulging nothing but new some of it original content. And a lot of it already had trailers, already had footage. A lot of this shit, you could tell, has been in the can for a while, which means they purposely held off to see what can we do before we even touch it, before I even want to do anything to it myself. What can it do on its own? And the answer was $85 million. 
And they mm. said now, with all this new content we about to roll in, they project within the next three to four years, there will be over 200 million subscribers, bro. And that's off of just new content, gaining new interest, removing old items off of. And they took they took notes what people watched, what people didn't watch, what they liked, what they didn't like, and they're just moving from there. But the base promise for this app was something much like this, WandaVision. So now it's here, folks. Today is the day WandaVision is up. Now I'm pissed because I don't like doing the week to week. I like the binge. I like the binge. Yeah, the but binge is nice. They're giving me the week to week, and normally, I would not watch. Like for instance, for Mandalorian, I didn't watch it week to week. I waited till the fucker was over, and then I binged. I don't know if I have the patience for that. I've been waiting for one division for a minute, <laughs> so I, I think I'm gonna cave tonight and watch both of those fucking episodes. But right, what where what are your stance on that? Are you a binger? Do you mind the weekly thing? No, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, you, you will probably lose me if it's not, I'm so used to watching all my favorite episodes of my favorite shows. I watched them when they were already done their whole series. So I'm very accustomed to watching all of my favorite shows just straight right? to the point where I'm just playing them in the background and I'm going like full loops of all the seasons multiple times. So I'm very used to that. So when it comes to a show, I'm addicted to, and it stops me. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for me personally, it, like for instance, New Girl, I watched New Girl up until like season three, love that show, it's one of my favorite shows, I still haven't gone back and finished it. I mean, If it was exactly. all out, if it was all out, I would have watched it all, right. but I, I had to wait, to and to How I Met yeah. Your Mother was just too good for me. How I Met Your Mother, I watched when they finished season two. I love that show. I watched one season one and two like a million times. Then I forgot all about it. a couple of years goes by and now four and five are out. So I'm like, oh, so I add those to the repertoire and I start watching all of those again. I was just super hooked to that show. So I would still wait until like two, three whole seasons came out and then I would watch them. Right. So I'm a heavy binger. And if I have to wait, I probably won't get back to it at all. Which sucks, and these are shows that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same exact way. I, you will, uh, you will lose me. And I, and I had a conversation with a buddy of mine on Facebook. It's like, well, what did you do before binge was an option? When I didn't we watch just, TV. I didn't watch it. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> unless, unless I had access to the whole. Because this is the way that I explain it to people. I want to experience the full story at my speed. It's like watching a movie at my speed, you know. It's like right. I, I get it in as much as I can, because I had a buddy who was like, "Well, you know, the week to week, you, you know, you don't really, you don't need it uh, to be all at once. You can spread it out week to week." I said, "Brother, I don't go to the movies and pay all that money to go to the movies and then have to come back next week to finish the fucking movie. I get the whole movie when I go to the movie theater. I want the whole movie, right. and I want to watch it at my own fucking speed. Not your speed, my speed." I'm right. not gonna. Some people binge it all in one day. That's fantastic. I don't. I. I don't do that. I. I, I don't have the time to sit there and dedicate hours at a time, right. To do eight hours worth of one program. That's why I say at my speed because I could do an hour, maybe two if I'm really not doing shit. But for the most part, thirty minutes. Cobra Kai. What the hell was that? Did you get attacked by a werewolf? No, my <laughs> no, my dog, my cat and dog started playing and it's fucking cat dog. You have a cat and a dog. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, 
got I got two dogs and two cats. <laughs> See, he's just surrounded by bitches and pussy the whole time he's on on all day, on all day, every day. All day, all day every that's how I live my life. How you live yours? <laughs> See, that's how I live my life, brother. Man, keep your shit in check over there. Sure. Uh, nah, I just got a kid. That's all that happens to me. He's more than Oof. rambunctious enough. I respect that. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, moving, <laughs> moving so yeah, so I, I I enjoy watching the whole thing, but I'm gonna cave. I've been waiting for it for a while, and I've been told that tonight's episodes are really, really, really good. So w- we talked on the show, not me and you. I did a big thing uh, back when uh, Endgame was coming out. Mm-hmm. We did a, a, a Brandon referred to it as the MCU triathlon. We did a <laughs> we Oof. we had a video so deep and so in depth that I had to break it up into fucking parts, and we ended up having the three phases of the MCU here on our CDs Uncensored Mind. I believe those episodes were fuck either eighty nine or eighty six or whatever. We did an ABC deal to this day. Um, and that's one of the earlier episodes that we did. I mean, this was before 100. Um, still, the, some of the highest rated episodes I ever did were, were those right. MCU ones. And I kind of stayed away from it for a while because I didn't want to burn that candle down. There we go, 86. Uh, episode 86 was split up into three parts. Still came out the same week, but it was all in three parts. And we did a whole thing. And for that, we broke down every film from every phase leading up to Endgame. It was a right. very ambitious <laughs> idea on paper. Well, it sounds like it worked out. I'm it sure it was did. fun. It did. It was, well, you know, phase three was one of our favorite phases for all of us that were talking about it, but we got to phase three at about 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so the candle started burning and we were getting sleepy on that end, but we kept up the energy. It worked out really well. And it's one of the highest rated stuff that we've done. So, in an effort to kick off a phase I never thought we'd be at, I really thought three would be the end of it, and then we would just start doing individual shit. It's unlimited now. Yeah, they've got a lot of shit to get to, and we're going to be heading down that path. But before we do, I wanted to take another chance here, a quick brief rewind on the first three phases, and we're not going to get into exactly... Uh, what the specifics are for each film like we did before. What I wanted to do with you is go over our personal favorites. Mm-hmm. I mentioned on one of those episodes what my favorite, my absolute favorite favorite was, but I never really went into detail. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do that today. So I had asked you beforehand to mm-hmm. put together mm-hmm. a top 10 list mm-hmm. of your favorite MCU films. Uh, mm-hmm. How, First of all, how difficult... Was it for you to put this list together? Was it quick? Super easy. Super easy for ten. Super easy. Super easy for ten. Yeah, it took me a few minutes too. What? What? For me, I don't, maybe was it any different? So I pulled up the list because I had to refresh my memory. There's no, some of yeah. the movies I haven't seen in a long ass time. Yeah. So I brought it up, and when I looked at the list, and I'm like, wow, this is gonna be super easy. <laughs> like I can put together a longer list of the ones that I really just don't care about. Actually, we did the same thing here. Uh, Mrs. O was able uh, uh, was able to put. Not don't up. care about because that makes it sound like the movies were bad. They were all good. No, no, no. But I, I my was... favorites really just I hold them out like pull them out of the Marvel universe. I love them as standalone movies. 
Yeah, my wife went the other way with that. But she was like, here's, instead of a top ten favorites, she was running out of favorites. So she was like, here, here's a five of the ones that I like, and here's the five that was garbage. Because <laughs> she, like she was able to put together a shit list uh, 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 faster than she was the other one. You must be a very interesting man because she's definitely a very hard to impress woman. Oh, no. I, I, I've, been, I've been doing stand up comedy for 17 straight consecutive years. I, I, hey, I, listen, I, man. I, going strong. I dare. I defy any comedian besides maybe Chappelle to sit up here and tell me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I we put this list together. I did. Um, it, it was like you said. It was a lot easier than I thought it was gonna be. For the same reason for you, I didn't. It wasn't that I'll, I thought these movies were bad, except for one of them. And uh, 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 and I will never forget Pombo. If you're listening, Ragnarok was the shit. Don't ever in your fucking life uh, speak to me on terms of fucking Thor Ragnarok. That was the weakest. I don't. I don't want to say it's bad. It wasn't bad. It was different and it was awkward but it it definitely was the standout worst movie and i've had people defend it to the hilt oh my god it was hilarious that's my fucking problem with it bro what the that's fuck? the problem with it especially coming off the other two thor movies oh my god anyway let's get down to the nitty-gritty here and pay some respects to some of our favorite mcu films would you like to kick us off with your number 10 on your list. Number, num, number, number, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking 10. about doing that. I was thinking about <laughs> it, but I don't want to get striked. Number 10 is going to be the original Avengers. Oh, low for you. All right. The original Avengers. Mm-hmm. There it is. Okay. When that's I made this one. list, I was like, oh, that's ironic when I saw it because the rest of my list is after that. Which is, I didn't realize that until I hit number 10. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I think this one's number 10. I'm like, oh, that's that's the way so that you works. Have okay. Any uh, phase one films in your list? Avengers, that's it. Just the one. Oh my that's God. That's it. Okay. We'll keep it moving. Jesus. I think I'm going to shock a few people with I think you're going to shock with mine. I know your number one's going to shock people. I know that. But here we go. All right. So my number 10 for me uh, Guarding to the Galaxy Volume 2. That was my number 10. That was right there, right squeezed in right there. Uh, I like both Guardians films. This one a little less than the original, but it was still pretty dope. That's my number 10. Uh, uh, do you want to chime in? What was your number 9? Number 9 is going to be Thor Dark World. Wow. Yep. Yep. You're going to shock some people. Uh, I think I think you're the only one. I think if Chris Hemsworth was here right now, he'd hug the fuck out of you because I think you might be the only person that I have ever heard say that. Wow, you like yeah. that movie more than the first adventure film? Yeah. I, I, listen, God. I don't know if it's because of time. Okay. But the Avenger movies, as climatic as they were, right. Side by side with the other movies, to me personally, the other ones on my list had a more impact on me as like enjoyable and like being actually like enthralled with the movie. Me personally, Avengers was great. It's a great moment with a bunch of people, but but what I don't about know, Thor? Just, what about Thor's? What was it about Thor's Dark World that was like? Yeah, let, let, I don't know. I just to be honest, between all the, I think all the Thors were really good. Uh, the first one was my first time. 
really seen Thor. Like I really I knew I knew of Thor. I didn't know anything about Thor, right? Like even to the point where a few years playing Final Fantasy eleven, people when the Marvel Universe was first going, someone goes, Oh, they're gonna make a movie about Thor and everyone just started laughing. Like it was the biggest joke in the world, like Thor's ass. Who who cares about Thor? No one gives a fuck about Thor. And then it was like shortly after that conversation, one of the end credits, I forget which one it was, had the Thor teaser on it. And then, like, he just became this, like, really well-loved character. Like, yeah. everyone enjoyed his movies and stuff. So, I don't know. That one, I watched it, the first one. I'm sure if I went back and watched them all again, I may actually personally favor the first one. But, I mean, the lower tier, I have vague memories of these. It's just like, oh, okay, I like that one. You know what I mean? Okay. The lower, my lower list. That's why I said that when I, from... Seven to ten, it was really hard to decide. So I kind of went through the ones I didn't like the most, I guess, okay. and then just stuck them on there. So, all right, that's it. I got you. I get that's all you're getting. Number nine is <laughs> Thor: Dark World. Let's move it on. That's it. <laughs> My number nine, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, okay, for multiple reasons. Just I never thought. I, first of all, I never thought I'd get Spider-Man in the MCU. I mean, the fact that that happened at all. That's true. Civil War. That's true. It was a big deal. He finally got his first one, and it and and. It felt like a teenage Peter Parker Spider-Man film. Also, right. Michael Keaton back in the comic book movie, uh, Vulture. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the way that the character looked, but him as as the villain in this film, I was just like, I'm sold. I was like, all right, this is right. cool. I love that they took away his powers. Believe it or not, one of my favorite, uh, not my favorite, but what, I love so much about this. I love so many things about this film. I forgot Tony Stark was in it. That's how good of a film on its own it was. I didn't really need Iron Man in it. I mean, it was nice, right. it was cool, but it wasn't what made it strong. So I was like, this is this is one of my favorites. So right, that's uh, number nine. Uh, number okay. eight for you. Uh, it's gonna be the second Garden of the Galaxy. All right, that's where you came in with that Guardians, Volume Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the hilarity, are you see this is the movie that's supposed to be funny. So yes, that's why I like this because Marvel has a thing, obviously I'm saying like I'm Mr. Obvious here, where they always like to sneak haha funny in their movie. Yeah. This movie is supposed to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny. And I am a huge Chris Pratt fan. Okay. Oh, well, you're also a fan of Park and Rec. Absolutely. Which so I'm, which to I'm see beginning, him in this, which I, I haven't I, seen yet, and I'm actually planning on starting it this coming dude, week. Dude, you are in for a treat, yes. man. Uh, so many seasons. I, I'm looking forward to this. Such a man. You want to talk about a good binge sesh? Yes. That'll take you a couple months, man, and you're just gonna have joy for the next I'm, few I'm months. I'm using it as a mixer because I don't want to. I'm using it as a mixer because I'm also doing Clone Wars right now, but I don't want to like binge straight through that either. So I'm like kind of mixing things up. Trying to occupy my time evenly amongst different things. But I yeah. promise you, you'll hit an, a, an episode or two more of Parks and Rec than the other one. All right, we'll I promise see. you. Because we'll you we'll just see. get hooked. It's good in the beginning, and then it just takes off about mid-season. It's so good. Uh, mid-series, I mean. Anyway, I digress. All right. All right. So my number eight uh, took me back to phase one, Iron Man 1. I have to give it back to the OG. Got to go back to the originals, the one that got me on. Because mm-hmm. I, I never had confidence in any any of the Marvel films 
obviously Batman, Superman, you give it a shot, right? Like all the DC ones were doing pretty okay. Right. But Marvel, right. up until this point, really hadn't had a home run. I mean, Spider-Man had come out, but that was more of a Sony He's deal. He's the one that kicked... That's the one that, like, kicked it off, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it was the biggest success, yes. Uh, you gotta give Spider-Man the tip of the cap for the box office success. As far as good Marvel films go, gotta give it to OG Blade. The Blade movies, uh, Kevin Feige, who's the producer of Marvel... Uh, who's put all these movies together, said, you know, Blade's success is what opened the doors for Marvel Studios. They didn't realize they could do this on their own up until that film. And they're like, oh. Right. Yeah, because all their, their publishing and all that stuff was scattered all over the they place. They gave it away because they tried making movies in the first time and they were all garbage. Right. So it was like, well, we're going to make more money off of the rights than we are the actual but film. But we have the technology but, now. Well, again, Blade. Well, because yeah. what happened with Blade is that they got away from the ridiculousness of superpowers and just told a fucking story. That's it. Just tell a story. He's Here's a guy who just happens to be able to do some shit, and here's a story about that shit. And then that's it. Right. They took that yeah. formula. And yeah, he wasn't OD. I mean, he was a badass. He knew martial arts. He yeah. was proficient in weapons. Yeah, and But he wasn't sun, shooting man. beams out of his eye or nothing no. ridiculous. He didn't need he didn't crazy so effects. He just needed to go in there, be a badass, which yeah. he was, and which beat was. the shit out of everybody. Yep. And that was it. So I, I, as far as the MCU goes, uh, Iron Man 1 was the first one that got me on. And I was like, all right. You've sold me. I'm, I, because that is, be honest with you, hindsight, I seem, I, I, I sound like an idiot now. But when they announced Iron Man, it was like, how? How do you do Iron Man? You put a dude in an actual suit and fly him around? What the fuck is, how do you do that? And they did right. it. And now I've seen them do it 30,000 times. Right. And, and, and do it better every single every time. Every single time. And uh, and so that's my eight. I had to get it on. That's why when you said no phase one movies, I'm like, bro, I, I had to squeeze. See one. here, and then here's why. Okay. Because I don't remember them. Iron Man was uh, the only one that I was staring at and goes, I should put this on my list. Right. But it and then I'm like, one. but it wouldn't be honest because I honestly don't remember it. Now, if I went back and watched all of them, would it be on top of that list? Nothing stood out to the point that I absolutely remember. So. It could just be time, or maybe it wasn't as good as the other ones that I really liked. But okay. with that being said, that's why I said, you know what? That's why I said it's it's not that these movies are bad. Some right. of them I honestly just don't remember. So I'm not going to put them on a top 10 yeah. if I don't remember them. And remember, folks, this is the top 10. There's been 22 films. So there, regardless, yeah. regardless of the ones we pick, we're still leaving 12 really good movies off this list. Really good. Again, except for maybe arguably Ragnarok. They're or, all phenomenal yeah, movies. The other one that I heard people had a complaint about when I started talking about this, Ragnarok comes up, it's very divisive. So is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is also very divisive. People who are like, mm. oh, it was pretty okay. And then those are like, garbage. And it's like, yeah. all right, relax. All right, cool. So I Yeah, I, rem I remember people going nuts about that movie. Yeah. Number seven. Number seven. Yeah, brother. It's me. Okay, so it's... <laughs> I'm the number seven. The first, the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I like the first oh, one you better back than I like the second one. All right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, my wife. I like the, the I like the first one because it was that initial. This is so different. This is cool. Yeah. He's a beast. This this whole movie is amazing. Like Batista did great. Like it was this one really hit me. I'm like, oh, okay, I enjoy this. I saw that movie probably third amount of times in repeat 
than some of these other ones. Yeah. Because I did really enjoy this one. Yeah. My wife did the same thing. She put Guardians 1 at number 2 and Guardians 2 at number 3. The gar- I, Every MCU film I've seen in the theaters, either the day it came out or opening weekend, the only movie I missed was Endgame. Because I went like an asshole and knocked up my wife and my fucking son at the time couldn't do movie theaters because of the sound and the loudness and blah, 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 blah. So I did all this work every year for 10 years and didn't get the payoff. Right. Uh, but that's fine. I still got to see it, but not in the theater. I didn't get the theater experience. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was the first film that I dragged my wife to that was an MCU film because she liked the other ones. This was the first one she saw when she left and goes, I fucking love that movie. I was like, oh, my God. Like, she was higher on that film than I was. She walked out of there like, fuck, Guardians of the Galaxy is fucking great. It was great. It's so and it's, because it's, it's the one franchise, especially especially for someone like her, right? Like it's not that she's oblivious to it, yeah, but she's not a nerd. Like she's not she's not a well, she's not all into everything. For she, her, I'm not we, saying yeah, we almost didn't see it because leading up to this, remember, folks, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Like Dave said, even if you're not a comic book fan, you have heard of these people at some point. You are aware of them, even though you don't know them. No one, unless you're a fucking comic book fucking ultra nerd, nerd. heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Not a single fucking person. And this is the one that knocked it out of the park and got people who weren't even aware of who they are. And who knows? Maybe that worked in their favor. Because maybe people will go to this movie saying, oh, what is this? Right. Oh, it's a Marvel movie? And then they watch and they're like, yo, this is hilarious. This, this is a like, great movie. Yeah, this is the only movie they made that actually helped comic book sales. Because it was after this when people were like, well, who the hell is this? And they went and they started buying Guardians of the Galaxy comic books. Because they're like, who the hell? I've never heard of these people. They're hilarious. And I'm sure a lot of them were very, very upset when they opened up the book and realized the characters in the films were not the ones in the book. <laughs> right. And they're like, because that, I mean, I'm not saying that team didn't exist, but they've had many che- team changes over the years. So I don't know if somebody grabbed the Guardians of the Galaxy book and just went, oh, man, this is going to be great. And they opened up the book and it's a bunch of other people. And you're like, oh, all right. Why is Iron Man on this team? Okay, never mind. So, yeah. So that was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, number 7 for him. Nine number 7 will probably upset you, but it, it, it is what it is. Uh, Doctor Strange for okay. me is at 7. Um, I had a few more favorites above it, but I love it for pretty much the same reason you did. Um, it was, again, like you just said about Guardians, it was different. Right. Yeah, different look, different feel, different vibe. And I got to admit, I am just a Benedict Cumberbatch fucking slut. I love this fucking guy. I love him in He's anything. phenomenal. I love him in everything. He's phenomenal. He's so fucking good. And for once, I saw him in this movie, in Doctor Strange. He was funny. I've never yeah. seen him crack jokes before. The Beyonce thing. And and I've never seen him like really full force just be witty. Well, and I'm like, this I is guess good. it going the opposite way that we were just talking about the Guardian of the Galaxy, Marvel is very good at, because their niche is serious funny, yeah. when you have someone like that who can play very serious roles and then have them be authentically serious, serious funny, it comes off better because of the way the movie's formatted. So. Right. But he was able to do what I th- I'm not going to go out on a limb on this, but I think this is what they were trying to do with Ragnarok 
where it's like these serious high impact tones. Oh, this is going to destroy time itself, or this, is, and they were able to get the jokes in without ruining the plot. You know, right. like you're still invested in the outcome of this, despite the fact that I've chuckled a few times. Right. Fuckers. <laughs> uh, number six for Brother Dave. All right. So I I did tell a lie earlier. I forgot because I wrote it on here different and I was just skimming over anyway. Number six is Endgame. So I did have another Avengers movie. It was, it oh, was okay. Endgame. Oh, you just yes. wrote Endgame. I, I wrote Endgame. Endgame. And yeah. when I skimmed over as we were talking, I'm like, yeah, I don't have any other Avengers. The other one, I put Avengers because it was literally the first one. So yeah. that's why I wrote it out. But yes, I do have another Avengers movie and it was Endgame. All right. Endgame. For obvious yes. reasons, I'm sure. Just all Number the, six. The climax. Uh, it, was, it was the culmination of everything building up, right? So you'll see somewhat of a um, reason. Like I said, when I saw this list play out in my head and then I looked at it again, I'm like, oh, I can kind of see a pattern why this would be my favorite because of the way they were. It's This turned out to be my top ten the way like Marvel would want it to be. I guess it could <laughs> okay. because of the way they came out and I enjoyed them, I guess, in that order. I don't know. But with that being said, Endgame is number six for me. Everyone came together. It was an epic moment. It it lived up to the hype. And I don't think we've ever seen nor probably will ever see again a movie that has so many storylines, characters, personalities, alphas, people – a, a personalities that are supposed to take up the camera and share it so well with these elaborate fighting scenes that make sense and flow together and it draws you into this world. Like Endgame is a movie it, of an entire world and it, it reflects that when you watch it because of all of the hype and all the buildup and they just delivered. And in my I know a lot of the nerds got their thoughts about stuff, but... I feel like from a more casual standpoint, they pieced everything together so well, and you get what almost a perfect movie endgame. Almost a perfect movie. Almost a perfect movie Heck to it. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, how I feel. So if you feel different, well, fuck no, you. No. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, endgame's not on my list. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not. I'm not that surprised by that. Okay. I'll explain it but, later but, when you see why the other ones on my list. Okay. All right. Uh, so num- you're up. Yeah. Number six, Captain America: First Avenger, the very first Captain America. Now I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna stay 100 here. Mm-hmm. When I first saw, Captain and that's America, why it's not first on my Avenger, list. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But it be- wasn't until hindsight. Well, my hindsight happened pretty immediately because okay. uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, came after uh, Thor and came after Iron Man and came after the Hulk. So they kind of laid a foundation with all of these original characters. And it was a very high impact. I mean, just very action packed. These were these films did shit. You know, there was shit going on. Right. Captain America, the first Avenger, to me, didn't feel like it fit with those. Like, it was such a slower-paced film than the other ones. You know, he didn't have outrageous godlike power. He didn't have a flashy suit with missiles and rockets and shit. He's just a dude that just does stuff. So it, 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 it didn't feel like it fit. It was weird. It brought me back to when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, 
I loved the idea of Steve Rogers. You know, he's a man of sheer will. You know, he just he just can't be bothered. It, it, he believes in something. He believes it to the hilt. Like it was very old school, just kind of babyface type writing, and I mm-hmm. loved that. But Captain America in in a field of Avengers to me just never fit. It was just some random piece to this weird ass puzzle. And then they made him the leader, which was even more weird to me as a kid. Now I'm right. watching these movies as an adult. And I'm flashbacked with that. I'm like, this doesn't fit. It wasn't until Winter Soldier when I appreciated the first Avenger. Right. Because the first Avenger had laid such great groundwork for him as a person. Right. That when he became this ultra MMA badass, I was like, all right, I took the ride. So it meant more. So now, right. now I look back and I'm like, that's probably one of the better storytelling fucking origin movies that we did. Or that MCU right. did. So I was like, nah, it's definitely high on the list for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's the only reason why I did because I do like that movie now. When I first saw it the first two times, I just was like, I'm not sold on this. But it wasn't until later, and I'm like, okay. And then I went back and watched it again. And I'm like, okay, I I appreciate this movie. They do a very good job at developing this character. They did it so well that it's almost as if like I overlooked everything because it was so slow, because it was so story driven yeah. that you kind of lose yourself in that a little bit. But yeah, that's a great movie. I don't have it on my list, but it's, it's a good still movie. A good movie, yeah, exactly. We're cracking yeah. the top five. Who's top? Who is in the fifth position for Brother? Dave? All right, number five. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I was kind of hoping you had one of them on there because I don't. But that's not to say that I didn't like him. I actually enjoy. I Ant Man series to me is just entertainment. Like I'm entertained when Paul I Rudd him. is one of those guys that when I saw he was gonna be in this universe, I thought this isn't going to work. Oh, and it's man. the same thing I feel about Deadpool. Oh. And the only reason why it works is because that guy is a fucking jackass, and oh, it just that's God. what the character is. I'm still don't like that movie that much, but I see why it works. My but wife Paul shouted Rudd, you out the other day. Because huh? my wife shouted you out the other day because yeah. we were watching TV and they played that guy trailer, that new movie he's in. Yeah. And he's like he's he's like a good guy Deadpool. And, and my wife goes, eh, that's what David said, right? Ryan Reynolds, starring Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. He's, that he's guy, Ryan dude. Reynolds in everything. <laughs> His acting oh, kills me, He's one of those actors where you either love him or you hate him. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I know. She that's what every, I mean. And there's no every... middle ground. There's no like, hey, I'm kind of a Paul Rudd guy. No, his personality is too sharp. You Jeez. either like him yeah. or you hate him. But anyway, Paul Rudd, I love Paul Rudd. I think yeah, Paul, Paul Rudd's, Rudd's awesome. hilarious. Yeah, Paul, Paul Rudd's Rudd, For whatever reason, I look at him and I go, he's not Marvel. It's not going to work. Yeah. But then the movie came out, and it, I was like, wow, he's <laughs> killing this. Yeah. Like, he's really good. And I think it's the story they put him in, too. He's really yeah. good at that, pulling at your emotions and being funny about it at the same time and making you feel so. He's got a face that you want to feel sorry for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so sad. No, I pathetic. love the Ant Man, man. Ant Man movies are great. The but you chose Ant-Man specifically Ant Man and the Wasp. So uh-huh. I'm assuming that inclusion of the Wasp changed the game for you because you, you just mentioned. The first when you saw him in the first film. So how was yeah. the, how did you differentiate the second from the first? Uh, the first and the second, I think, were 
Okay, if I could explain, it's the first and the second are the same movie, except or not the same exact movie, but you know what I mean. Like it's kind of the same movie, except you just add someone else who does a really, 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 really good job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. her, her involvement in the movie just made just was was an enhancement. Like the movie was great, and then you put an attractive girl in there who does really well. Also, and it just gets even better. That's all, that's all. That's the only way I can describe it. It's just enhanced by adding the extra person. She didn't hurt it. She just made it better. I think I would have had Endgame in my top ten if at some point someone would have been confused and they would have had Louise come in and explain the situation to them. <laughs> then I would. I think it would have been there. Like 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 if we got to the five year point, right? And Aunt, right. and, Aunt, and and Paul Rudd comes out of the van and he's like, "What the hell happened?" Oh, see, what happened was he does the whole story. Yep. <laughs> they should have ended. Somebody said they need, and this was a great online thing. They said the, the MCU needs to end Phase Three with Louise explaining all three three phases to someone. Oh, dude, that would have been gold. That would have been hilarious. Hilarious. So what's your number five? Number five, I have the first Avenger film. Uh, okay. For all the stuff that you mentioned earlier, it was the first one. I I looked at Avengers one, very similar to the way you said you looked at Ant Man. I was like, how are you going to do this? How do you build to this? Uh, like, are they really going to have the same actors from the other films all be in the same film all at once? Because remember that kind of it seems commonplace now, but at the time it, was, it seemed very far fetched. This is going to work, even if they could legally or financially do it. Will it work story wise? How many actors who lead franchises? Or okay, right. doing a movie where they are going to have to be fourth, fifth, sixth on the list, uh, but it worked. Right. But it worked, and it and it, it it worked multiple times. So, I give this movie the edge for that participation. Your number four. Nice, my number four. All right, you ready for this one? Oh boy, this is where it's going to start getting really good. Oh These movies from here on up were just. When they came out, they were just everything to me. <laughs> I love these they movies They were everything so much. to me. <laughs> these are, oh my God. And this number four was a late bloomer because I didn't watch it when it first came out. It actually took me a little while because it was around the time where all that stuff was happening. So I didn't really watch anything. And then when I finally got the chance to sit my ass down for a little bit and watch a movie, I threw this some bitch on. And I, it's been one of my favorite ever since. The original Ant-Man. Whoa! See, I was trying to word the last one so you didn't yeah. think the other one was on my list. I love it. He he, he kept the kayfabe going. He was just like, oh. Ooh, Ant, dude, the original Ant Man is so good for whatever reason. I started feeling myself talking as if I was just talking about the original Ant Man, and you saved me with, well, what about the walls? <laughs> yeah, dude, Ant Man was so good, man. Oh my god, I love that movie. So you wait, you like because one of the things I like about that movie is just the way that they weave everything. I was very disappointed because I I happen to be a fan of the comic, and right? I was very disappointed when I found out that Ant Man was going to be Scott Lang, and not Han- mm-hmm. and not Hank Pym, and I went, oh, this is bullshit. They're right. skipping ahead. There's so many different things you can do. But then I watched the movie and it was like, nah, bro, this was it. This was the way right. to do it. I was like, this is fantastic. That right. The way that they introduced everything, all of the different characters, uh, 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 as far as attached to him as a, as a character, not what they ended up doing along the way with like Civil War and stuff. But this, this was for a basic rudimentary, how do you do a, a, a movie about a guy who shrinks and make it interesting? This was it. This was the money shot. 
It was so good. Jesus Christ. All right, number four. Who do I have at number four? Oh, uh, the first Guardian to the Galaxy. First one for for the same exact thing that I told you. That Guardian to the Galaxy, I liked Guardian to the Galaxy, but it means more to me because of my marriage. That was the first one. I think Guardian to the Galaxy saved my MCU future. Yeah, so I think... I really think that the, that this movie saved my MCU life because my, I think my wife was at a point she's getting ready to tap out because the, the movies are good, but the the Marvel movies usually tend like the really big ones usually tend to come out for May releases, and that's her birthday, uh, the beginning right. of the month. So she, she was born May second, so we were spending her birthdays watching Marvel movies, and I don't know if she was digging it at first. Right. And this some bitch hit the movie theaters and it became tradition ever since. She's right. actually looking forward to Black Widow now. But right. uh yeah, so this movie was hilarious. It was right on point. This this was the one. Two was good. That's why it was also on my list. Right. Uh if you think about it now, I think you're the you have two Ant Mans and uh two Guardians. I, I have the two Guardians. I think it's the only one. Oh no, no, no. No, it's not. All right, I'll hold on to that. Okay, so that's uh, let me not let me not tip that hand, but uh, no. yeah, that's my number four. We already spoke on on that, so let's head back to you for number three. Mm. Top three, so, top three. Here we go. All right, so number three on my list is the Black Panther. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, for okay, so Black Panther for you. What what yes. was your reasoning behind Black Panther at three? Story, acting. The acting in that movie is probably some of some of the best acting in all of the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. From the main character to the main villain to the sub characters. The women were just like actually made you feel like legit warriors. Oh, the storytelling, the everything about that movie was just great from top from beginning to end. I mean, you just wanted more. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was a phenomenal preach. movie. <laughs> preach, huh? preach, brother. Yes, absolutely. So, such a great movie, man. <laughs> Such a great film, and and, and the cultural uh, uh, influence yep. that movie has had f uh, when he passed. Uh, that was the first thing that a lot of his co-stars said. That his imprint is left forever, just forever. Based. And it's funny because I didn't know his past acting up until this movie, and it seems like this type of role is very common in his whole um, biography yeah. of or catalog rather of. Film is these black leaders. Yeah. I was actually black pissed. movement. I was pissed when they casted him as T'Challa, right? Because I did know it was catalog. So I was like, Jackie Robinson, fucking Thurgood Marshall, James Brown. Is there no other black people in Hollywood that can portray these characters? And now that I've seen his work and gotten to know his skill set, the answer is fucking no. None no, of these motherfuckers could have did it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's a common occurrence in these Marvel movies where you're just like, why are you casting that person? Yeah. And then they get on screen and you're like, holy yeah. crap, which is kind of the, Which is kind of the opposite for DC films because they go, why did you cast them? And then they watch and go, see, why did you cast him? <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus. Killed it. They definitely see something in those um, 
those auditions that us seen looking at their well, catalog is not the well, same the, thing. The joke about it is, is remember, Chad did not audition for Black Panther. They kept him on file from a previous tra- audition. He auditioned for Drax in the right. Guardians of the Galaxy film. It was just something they kept. They were like, all right, no, we'll keep your information, blah, blah, blah. Imagine, right. imagine, the, imagine in real life Chadwick Boseman lost a part to Dave Bautista. Well, that's weird. But it no, was the I mean, right call. Yeah. But it was yeah. the right call. Uh, that would have been such a waste of Chadwick Boseman. No, yeah, that would have been that would have been just not even comparing Batista and him, just yeah. him in that role, knowing in hindsight what that movie should have been. It would have been weird. It has nothing to do with race. It's just there's acting styles. I mean, I'm sure Chad could do it, but the way it turned out was. Perfect. Should have been. So again, whoever's making these decisions on the character, well, there's the a name. There's a name. I I forgot it. I should have looked it up. I did it for the is, MCU episode. He, hindsight, this dude has oh, a resume. I gotta look it up again. It was uh, they gave her her own spotlight on Disney Plus because she casted all these people. They right. were like, she's ridiculously awesome, and I cannot for the life of me remember her name. I gotta look it up. But my Sorry. number, my number three. Uh huh. Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity okay. War at three. Believe it or not, for the same reason that you chose Endgame in reverse. Okay. You you chose Endgame because it was a culmination of stories all manifesting in this one universal moment. Infinity right. War was the unifying of those worlds. Infinity War brought in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, All these different teams got mashed up together. It was a different look. What I love about Infinity War, this is going to sound stupid to a lot of people, but this is my creative process. I love the fact that this was the Marvel movie, The Heroes Lost. I love that. I love the fact that they had the balls to defeat their baby faces. before They gave the heel a win. So that when the baby faces finally come up from underneath, right. it means just a little bit more. It wasn't a series of good guy win, good guy win. Yeah, he's down, but he always wins. No, not here. No, he, they, they lost here. Now, I didn't go as far as some of these other people who were crying in the fucking theaters because that didn't make any fucking sense. Because while this movie is airing, you're seeing on TV that these movies, other movies have already been made. Obviously, Well, you know what? Bad. Sidebar with you saying that, I wish I had that feeling. Yeah, Because no, when gonna, I yeah. saw it, I'm like, all right. Great storytelling. Right. Did it well. But I, now my brain is goes, how are they flipping this? How do they come like, back? Because you know they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. How? how? <laughs> I wish I had that feeling where it was like, Oh, they're actually dead. Yeah, so like I wish, people, you know, for those I envy those who had that yeah. feeling because that's the that's after all that build up and then that happens. Yeah, your world is crushed. Those, so those same people must have been through the roof watching Endgame. Yep. Absolutely. When the, when the portals, when the like, portals we're jaded, scene happened, we're jaded. Yeah, when 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 the portal scene happened, they must have been fucking going nuts. Yeah, it was like, hey, hey Steve. On your left. And they're like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, and then the whole barrage of motherfuckers come out of there. And oh, I was so like, good. oh my God, so good. He's so good. <laughs> so good. We're top twoing here. We're top top two. This is where we're going to really rile some where, people up. This is where we make the money, guys. So All right. You ready to piss some people off? Oh, Did you lock Jesus. your door? 
Oh, sweet Jesus. What's number two? Number two. Captain Marvel. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I Captain fucking knew it. Marvel, You're going to have to. First of all, you've got Thor Dark World and Captain Marvel on your list. You need to explain yourself. Now, I'm Captain... not one of these individuals that hates the movie. I actually like it, but go ahead. Captain. So here's the thing. And I think this is what. This is the most purest answer that you'll ever get at her being at an or this movie being at number two because i went in this movie knowing absolutely nothing okay nothing at all i knew nothing about captain marvel i honestly at one point thought captain marvel was a dude i didn't i knew nothing about this movie so then once i started to look into it a little more and then learn you know when these movies are coming up i like to go hit the old youtube and watch the nerds talk about comic books and stuff like that it's it's amazing it, it makes the build up even better so i learned a little bit about her i'm like oh she's a badass you know what I mean? she's pretty cool she's strong so went into the movie and i thought she did i and the, i specifically remember when watching this movie she is killing this role and there was, and I don't remember a lot of the specifics because, again, it's been some time. I, I almost want to watch it and watch it again and just get that so I can remember where they were. But there were so many moments with her, like trying to understand it and getting, like, she went from someone who just wants to be good to being really strong. And the way they, progress that that moment where she hit that like full form and it looked like she had full control of it and she turned into a badass was such a great fucking moment because i don't think it was cheesy it felt so authentic they didn't all they didn't like over make her garbage but they didn't over make her like she kind of knew what she was doing and then all of a sudden now she's a badass like the progression was really good and she sold it really well she did such i just specifically remember saying she did such an amazing job acting in this movie i looked her up and everything to see what other movies she was in like she did such a great job to only leave that movie and see people killing it i was so confused yeah <laughs> i didn't understand why they were murdering it's the most worst movie ever worst marvel movie. what the fuck are you guys that shit is, a lot this of is it, acting gold this lot, woman right. is putting Oh my God! She killed this movie. A lot of it was, uh, and I and I'm not afraid to say it. A lot of it was. This is the first female-led film. Period. End of but discussion. They can't, they can't, but they, they can't. They can't get their eyes past the fact that it was. She. A lot of the criticism that I heard. This is the one that I heard the most. Is that she was very deadpan, right? She was. Oh, where is the acting? Where is the liveliness? Where is the, where where was this criticism? When, because they based this character, they the not this character from the comic, but they, the 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 direction they took Brie when they were explaining how they wanted her to do this was very Captain America ish, right? Right. Look back at the first Avenger. How often did he show these panache and this flair for being this character? It just didn't happen. She is. In the comic books and now in the films, she is built to be Steve's replacement. She is the captain of this universe moving forward. They needed to use this film to give you her backstory, her origin, her purpose, her wants, her desires. But they need you to see the kind of person she is. If she goes out there and fucking Ragnarok's this fucking character, she butchered it. This 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 is not going to work. She went out there and she became basically a female Captain America. But because she's the female... They want, they go, dance, bitch, do something, shake or something, what the fuck? 
She did the same thing that Chris Evans did, but you didn't criticize Chris Evans because he's a dude and he's a military man. And I said, well, she's a military man. By the if way, that's- Captain America got his title captain based on the super soldier serum. She earned her title before she actually became a superhero. She's an actual right. captain. He's right. not an actual captain. They just named him that because he's he was the first super soldier. She was a captain before she was Captain Marvel. Right. I, and if that is honestly the criticism, like if that is truthfully the criticism, then I'm good. Then good, because then I can ignore all of that and it holds no weight because I didn't know. Like, yeah, sure. honestly, I don't really look into other people's opinions that much, especially when they're negative, when I feel like for no reason. Yeah. Because I watched this movie and it. she put she... What what story they were trying to display on what this character was from the beginning to the very end showed to the point that when I saw her in the Avengers movie, what which one did she was it um she showed uh, the up one in Infinity she showed up Wait, in what was say it she showed up in Endgame I said it oh you keep cutting off on them on my end so oh, I didn't hear yeah, yeah. yeah so um yeah so when she showed up no 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 it was before Endgame. No, she had Endgame her. was the last one. At the end of the movie, she had a beeper oh, or some you shit. Oh, about the, yeah, the the uh, the pager was at the end right. of the Infinity War, right? At the end of the Infinity War, when I saw, uh, dude, I popped. I was like, oh, she about to come fuck some shit up, yeah. dude. Mama's home. Yeah, she about to fuck everything. Up. I was, I was like, they, I'm sold. Captain Marvel was phenomenal, man. I can't wait to see more. Or are they gonna have any more of her? Is she done? No, her. She's. I just told. She's you, the new she's Captain America. Captain right? America. Thank she's God, running dude, the I show, and I think that's another reason why people jumped she's on so it because they didn't want that to happen like that. But that's what the, they're following. This new, and we were going to talk about this toward the end here, but we got to start wrapping this up. But this new phase is going to be revolving around a lot of today's comics. They told right. the story from the old heads, but they're the Ms. Marvel. And the and the new Captain America with Falcon as Captain. These are all the new stories, right. and they're telling the new people their stories, and they're using some of the old uh, to to do that. But Captain Marvel is the leader, so to speak, of the Avengers, and she's kind of running shit now in the comic books. And a lot of these new characters that are going to be displayed in this film kind of work underneath her. So a lot of these new characters, like for instance, for the second Captain Marvel film. You're going to see the new, the actual Ms. Marvel. You're going to see America Chavez. You're going to see a lot of these new characters that a lot of people don't know about uh, in this next film. As a matter of fact, one of the characters uh, we're going to see tonight, as a matter of fact, in WandaVision, um, in the Captain Marvel film, I think it was, uh, what was Captain, uh, um, her friend's name, the black lady, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it was Maria Rambo. Her daughter uh, grows up to become a superhero in the comics. Uh, and remember, that scene, the first Captain America film took place in the 80s, where she's a little girl. In today's time, she's a full-grown adult. And she's in WandaVision. And she's the one piece of the puzzle people are confused about because her and Scarlet Witch don't have much in common together. Right. So they're trying to see how the two weave each other in. Is this now going to lead us toward the multiverse? Or like, what are the factors? We'll find out as WandaVision progresses. But Captain Marvel, that film, <clears throat> is the beginning of a long stretch of Captain Marvel-related shit. 
Well, Great, I'm ready for it. For a long time. So for everybody who is bitching out the gate, uh, get comfortable. Strap you, your boots. You may not like it. What was it? You don't have to like it, but you better learn to love it because it's <laughs> here to stay. Woo! That's it. So that's your number two. My number two will keep it short because it's the same answer from before. Black Panther was my number okay. two film. This okay. way, it's made number two not just because I loved it so much, but this was the second time that my wife left the movie theater. Like that was fucking great, but it was the first time mid movie she looked at me and said, "This is fucking awesome." Wow. When I gave her this list, I said, I know you guys out there don't understand yeah. what that means, but that means something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like huge. She's hard to impress. And she, she's mid, very, I do not joke when I say movie, this. She is one of the hardest like, people in the world to yeah, impress. She tapped me on my shoulder and she leaned over. And she goes, This is fucking awesome. When I gave her this list, I thought, I was like, Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's the one she talks about the most. She was like, Guardians of the Galaxy is two. I was like, So what's number one? She goes, Black Panther. That is the greatest. Mm. She goes, that's the greatest MCU film ever, in her opinion. She's like, I respect that opinion. Like, it's like, this was great. And she said it all for the same reasons you did. The storyline, the acting, just the way they put everything together, the way they showed the culture on You felt it. You, fe- you had emotion. As a matter movie. of fact, the scene where she leaned over and goes, this is fucking awesome. When Michael B. Jordan is in the, the gallery, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the, 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 the artifact, and she gave the bullshit white version, and then he said the black version. And then he's like, "That's all right. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it off your hands shortly. Uh, these aren't for sale." He's like, "Oh, really? Is that what you did back in the day? Did you offer fair price? Or did you just mm. take them?" Because of like that was when we knew right now. Dude, moment, you said it and you butchered it, and I still got chills. Yeah, dude. I know. I just, mm. I just, I just was trying. To, I was just trying <laughs> to get it out. I still got chills. Yeah. That movie's but great. That was the point in the film where we, as the audience, were like, "Oh, oh, this is gonna get real. This movie's real. Hold on a second. Oh, this ain't Disney." On. Did Disney see nope. this movie before they put it out? Did they approve this? What happened? Yeah. It was like, That's funny. So that for her, it was one. For me, it's two because I just can't deny number one. But who is your number one? I know what number, it is. Number, number, number. No. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think this is a surprise because I think I have said this before. But my number one to this day, and I don't think it could be B, but I'm open to being. Um, second one might you be know. it. Huh? The second one might beat it. But well, yeah, there's definitely a chance of that. Uh, Doctor Strange. There it is. Doctor Strange is the number one. Now, what is it about movie. this film that grabbed you? Because this is one of the more I, recent I, ones. Again, like to be honest with you, if you haven't seen the pattern from three to one, the biggest thing that got me the most is how great the acting is, how oh enthralled in the movie I was, how phenomenal the main character is, the story that they're telling. I'm actually like, I'm. it's not easy for me to focus on something. That's why when I'm usually watching stuff like TV shows or whatever, I'm mostly listening. And then if I hear something funny is happening, I'll look. I can't just sit there, do nothing else but watch that. And those three movies, Doctor Strange being number one in that list, it, I just, I'm locked into this movie. Every single character in this movie is great. The, what they're trying to tell, the the whole storyline, it just, pull, and it pulls it together with the entire series itself. I, that's one of my favorite things about the Marvel Universe is that there's a little bit of something from every movie to where it just kind of makes it feel complete. And Doctor Strange was one of those 
center of the entire story mm. because of his place in the story and having one of the infinity stones and everything like that so i don't know it's just a well-told story the main actor is i can't talk about him oh, enough man God. he just it's too good the he's seeds, just too good the seeds of this movie i mean i don't know i had him at seven but still it's just oh my god it's so good oh my god oh i hearing you talk about it right now i just started flashbacking in my head some of those things it's just like oh my god you you have to have the courage to strike them first there has to be another way there is no other way you lack creativity <laughs> no sir you lack I just spine and I was like oh my god I kind of I kind of like the the whole story being revolved uh, uh revolved around being humble yeah, yeah. he comes from being an arrogant doctor who is the best at what he does mm -hmm. he's wealthy he has a hot wife like all kinds of crazy like the, the thing that every person wants, and he's just so arrogant like yeah. he's, he's so shit. intelligent he like it all this stuff think of being at the top of any profession and you just roll out of bed doing it like he's so natural he never had to work for anything although he worked for his degree or whatever quote unquote but he was so naturally gifted at what he did that it was not even close to an effort compared to other people to completely lose that gift and you're you cannot get it back like it's not coming back and the only way for him to get that stuff back was to humble himself to the point that when he then now possesses the power to get back what he wanted and probably do it tenfold because of what he learned, it it doesn't mean anything to him anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's completely a different person. His outlook on life is different. And now he can save people on a whole new level. And it has nothing to do with himself anymore. It's about protecting and, and uh, helping people – uh, not for his own personal gain, for his wealth and stuff like that. And I think they told that story. Uh, the pacing of it was really nice, and yeah. just that's why that movie is like my absolute favorite. And that's why I think the second one has a chance to surpass the first because, from the description of this film, uh, a lot of people who were talking about it who are on the inside, they're like, in this film, in the second Doctor Strange film, he's kind of a different person. We're exploring Strange as a different person now because even after he had the situation with Dormammu, and like you said, he had to, he had to humble himself. He was still young vet. in his time. He was now still young he's in his a well-seasoned yeah. vet. Well, not just seasoned, but he's kind of—I don't want to say PTSD—but remember, in Infinity War, he used the Time Stone to see fourteen. What was it? Fourteen million different ways that they were going to fight Thanos. There was only one win. Which means they, they lost every other time. So every other time he had to witness the team die over and over and over and over again. And even right. in the scenario that they won, he still had to sacrifice Tony to do and it. And not a vision either. It's it's like he felt yeah, every he single had one to, of them. He had to feel their death several multiple millions of times. Right. And in the scenario that they won, he still had to sacrifice someone to do it. Mm -hmm. Because if you look back at the film, he won that fight. Yeah. When he moved those stones from one glove to the other, if if he's not there, we lose again. He right. had to sacrifice Tony in order right. for that to work. So what the, what the producers were saying is like that changes a person. 
So when you have to purposely kill yeah, someone who's have, good, yeah, yeah you that, that'll you fuck you up. To, he was prepared to sacrifice himself, but the way that this, this destiny was to play out, his role it wasn't was, him. It wasn't him. He had to sacrifice. He had to sacrifice right. someone who was beloved, right. who was a friend to everyone. He a good guy, a guy who was willing to kill himself because he accepted it. You saw the eye contact in Infinity War. He looked at Strange. Strange gave him the eye, and he just nodded. He accepted this. Yeah. So I think that's the one part that gives Strange some saving grace. But they were saying in this film, he's a different person because now he has to come to grips. <laughs> he's wide-eyed. He's seen some shit. He, he's seen some <laughs> shit. 14 million times he's seen some shit. So we're going to get a different version of him. I'm sure just in the way that things work itself out, we'll get back to some of it, the old self by the end of that film. But I love the idea of we saw this work, but we want to try something else. And let's just see if this works. And we gave Benedict all the credit in the world as an actor. You just know he can do this. I'm not even just, for a second doubting like, it. I'm, I just can't wait for it to happen. I just can't wait, That's for, all. I just can't wait just for, can't for it to happen. He's one of those actors where not only do I not doubt him, I'm interested to see what he comes up with yeah because i just know i'm gonna love it i don't even care to know what the name of the movie is just tell me when whatever he's in well, is coming out and i'll buy the ticket i said the same thing until they came out with the title and i went oh even better because here's, <laughs> here's the one guy when you're talking about multiverse when you're talking about having the out as a creator as a writer oh it's mm-hmm. multiverse you know it's a different dimension it just seems easy and light and lazy to a degree but when right. you get someone like Benedict and you put him in a prime position and you get him you can kind of get him to uh, uh to, when you get him believing that this is going to make sense he gets the audience to believe it you 100%. know he, he's he's just one of those actors so we will see and um uh, my number one i think i've said it on the show a bunch of times already i said it on the mcu deal my number one left me when i saw this movie in the theater i walked out and i went that's it Number one with a bullet, and this was the very, very beginning, if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere near the beginning of Phase 2. Winter Soldier, to me, really? is the absolute... I, I don't remember you saying that. Oh, but Winter yeah. Soldier, to me, is the picture-perfect comic book superhero film. And it's for right. all... Uh, and, and, I, and I'm not saying just on a creative level, just the way that comics originally were portrayed. That white meat baby face, just good guy, all dash gummit type of attitude. Uh, they took that kind of character and placed him in 20, you know, in 20, you know, 2011. And it just, to me, it just fucking worked. Just the storyline, the, uh, the characters underneath, just a beautiful usage of a little bit of the old time feel that they tried to keep from the first film, but they new aged it with the new suit and just a new attitude. And it just, I loved the clash after winter soldier is when he starts to divulge more into this. I don't know. I'm kind of a, he was still kind of latching on to, I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm the same guy I was back in the day after winter soldiers, when it all fucking falls apart for him, but he was still holding on and his whole deal with the Winter Soldier and the story, I'm with it to the end of the line, but and the whole just everything about this fucking film, the the, the story with uh, Modoc in in the fucking bunker and, and the, the story of Hydra sneaking in through Shield. I also have a little bit of of an attachment to this film because at the time, Agents of Shield was a huge deal. 
Mm-hmm. And this was the one MCU film that tied into the show. They connected the two, even down to when the movie ended S.H.I.E.L.D., the show ended S.H.I.E.L.D. It was mm-hmm. so fucking crazy because the whole show is based on S.H.I.E.L.D. Now there's no S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. It would have been ridiculous to keep that going, so they included that. And they showed footage of the 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 planes going into the water, and they included footage from the movie. It was a whole deal. I felt super connected to it on and off the movie. And, of course, Chris Evans uh, made me eat my words that day. I was like, fuck, because the first film, I was like, fuck that, Human Torch motherfucker. You gave this Marvel <laughs> shit a try, and you watched it. And yeah. uh, I left that movie, and I went, fuck, he did it. He did he's, it. He's Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's it. That motherfucker is Steve Rogers. Until fucking he is. And now we have news that he's back. So I can't wait to see how that works itself out. Uh, I, I told a buddy of mine, as long as he's okay coming off the bench, I know we're not going to have any more Captain America films. My wife said it best. Give me a few flashbacks. Give me some side story stuff. Don't He doesn't need to be a focal point. They're probably going to pay him way less because he's going to be doing a whole lot less. So if they're signing, quote-unquote, him to a new deal just for spots and hits and back Cameos. and forth and little, little things here and there and whatever, I'm good. I don't need him to be a focal point anymore, but to have him back in some measure is going to be dope, especially for some of these new characters. Right. I love it. So yeah, for Give me, the old rub. for me, Winter Soldier is my number one film. So speaking of all of this old talk from Phase One through Three, I now bring us into today as I sign off here with Brother Dave and I go enjoy Phase Four, first phase night, four. first night yes, of Phase Four, and I'm gonna make the bold prediction here on the show because I got the vibe from the trailer. I. I I'll go ahead and make it official here. I'll go on record. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Whenever I saw the trailer from WandaVision, it made me remember an old time Marvel storyline. And I'm not gonna go through a whole explanation, but are you by any chance familiar with the House of N? No. No. Okay. So Scarlet Witch, Wanda which she's never really been called Scarlet Witch now that I'm thinking about it in the MCU, but Wanda. She has the ability to alter minds and all that stuff, everything you guys saw in the movies. So there was a falling out. I forgot what the origins of it was. If I researched it, it this would be a much better explanation. But long story short, she put herself, her mind, in a new... She created a whole new world for herself. Because something was happening in the real world that was messing with her so much, she needed an escape. So she created this perfect little world where her mm-hmm. and, and Vision, who at that time had was killed or destroyed or whatever, but was back in her vision, in her quote-unquote vision. And they had uh, twin kids and the whole deal, and they had this whole family, and they were living their lives like normal. And outside of that vision, the superheroes were trying to find her. Because it was something that she did, and they needed her to clear this shit up. So they went looking for her. And every time they got close to her, an individual would warp off into an alternate reality. It was like something that happened. She had some sort of shield around her that whenever they got close, they would go off. So Spider-Man got close. And when he thought he was about to find her, he wandered into this new world where he's not married to Mary Jane anymore. He's married to Gwen Stacy, and he's a big tech CEO. And it was a whole other world. World... 
uh, something different happened along the way. And I got that vibe very, very huge when watching this uh, this trailer. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this sounds a lot like the House of M. Now, why right. is it called the House of M? This was the moment where when they finally found her and they woke her from this vision of hers, she was very upset. I would imagine. And she uh, she was found eventually by her father, Magneto, who when found, she leaned over. And I'm missing a lot of information. So people who are listening to this are like, oh, you skipped some. Yeah, I'm skipping because I don't have time. It was too big of a story. It was like multiple years. But he, she leans over. Here's the important part. Leans over to Magneto and she whispers, whispers. That's important. She whispers, no more mutants. And when mm. she did that, Marvel literally obliterated up to 70% of all mutants in the Marvel Universe, in the comic books. A lot of them lost their powers. Some of them even died. Mm. Because the powers were keeping them alive for most of them, or for some of them. Right. So they eliminated a lot of mutants. And the reason why they did that is because they wanted to reset kind of a lot of stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. They kind of start to do something new. And they utilized Scarlet Witch to do that. So she said, no more mutants. And then there were literally no more mutants for a while. Some of those people eventually got their powers back. It's a long story, but initially that was the thing. It was a huge deal in the comic book world when it happened. Huge, because it was like some of people's longtime favorite superheroes were no longer super, and they didn't know how to adjust, and they had to become civilians again, and it was weird. So my prediction, what I was telling people is, if you're looking for a way to get mutants into the MCU, what if you reversed it? What if she did something that brought mutants in as opposed to took away mutants through this alternate verse or whatever she's got herself contained in or somebody has her contained in? We're still unclear as to what the hell's happening. I guess we'll see it throughout the course of the show. But that was my prediction on that. I, I really saw kind of a reverse House of M situation going, especially with Rambeau there and having different aspects of the Captain Marvel universe now infiltrating Wanda and the Vision storyline, and we know that Wanda and uh, Wanda and someone else related to Wanda's little area of the universe will also be in the Doctor Strange film. Uh, Wanda and Doctor Strange will be together in the Multiverse of Madness film. They're all connecting. That's why this series is so freaking important to begin Phase 4 with. So I'm going to be enjoying it tonight. I don't know when or if you'll get the chance. Do you plan on watching this show? I didn't know it was out. I think I'm going to probably right. probably. probably tonight. If not tonight, I'm sure sometime by next week. And uh, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about for sure. it on the show. See what our first. I don't want to do a week by week thing with it, but I definitely want to do some first impressions type deal. So well, we'll talk. It about might it. get really good. It might, it's, it might get. Really, I heard it's so far because they dropped the first two episodes. So I heard so far, it's pretty fucking awesome. So I can't wait to get inebriated and watch that. So that should Sounds be cool. good to me, dude. Sounds dope. So thank you, guys. Well, first of all, Brother Dave, thanks for returning to the I'm show. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> uh, we will see each other again next week. And then after next week, we have a very depressing road that we have to travel down. <laughs> and uh, our live special... Our live event, January 30th, Royal Rumble Roundtable, 
we're going to have to talk about, if you notice, we stayed away from that WWE stuff tonight. <laughs> we're, we, it will be unavoidable in two weeks. We will have to talk about it. And uh, I don't know how happy we're going to be doing it. But I'll try to see if we can make, come up with something interesting like we did with Survivor Series where we had the taker bracket. Maybe we could do something similar to that for the Royal Rumble just to kind of spice up the conversation because I know a lot of people are going to be super negative on that show. Uh, I don't know how up-to-date you are on those main events, but it's uh, not looking good. Not looking good? Not looking good. So uh, we will have to go down that road. So anyway, <clears throat> thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 173 100 episodes now pay him and make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash a-j-o-u-n please he needs this listen to my daddy so he's the best so I don't know